Alright everybody, welcome to another episode of Break the Rules. This is once again BTR After Hours, where we get to hear from you, the people, the good people, the fine people, the fine people on all sides, on both sides. And uh, unfortunately there were some circumstances that prevented uh, Tishrei from coming on right now. I hope to have her later on, but I definitely appreciate everybody tuning in. We are later on, as this proceeds, going to have an episode related to Gnosticism because I wrote Gnostic Information Edition because we have the Gnostic Informant over here. He is uh, a listener, but he's going to be speaking later on. But first, elephant in the room, Geo. Okay, okay. Apparently, there is some kind of Twitter drama going on with Tish Ray and this other dating coach guy about her relationship and his relationship and... I don't know. It's a whole cluster, an and uh, it, it's just unfortunate. Uh, you know, it's a day for Twitter drama. That's uh, you know, happens to the best of us, I guess. But um, yeah, I was really, I was really looking forward to this stream though. But it's just I don't know. Maybe she might she might pop in, but probably not. I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll uh, um, we'll do it next time. By the way, right now you sound like Joey two times from Goodfellas or whoever he was called. I don't know if it's your microphone, but apparently you're saying the same thing twice. Not all the words, but just particular uh, words here and there, there twice. That may be a cell phone thing. Eventually, we're going to have to figure maybe, out... Maybe. Yeah, eventually, we're going to have to figure out how to do an emulator. Oh, oh, I know why, because this is... Oh, because you didn't mute yourself on Zoom. That's why. That's why this is going on. Oh, that's why I'm doing it. Yes. No. Okay, I'll, I'll mute myself on... Oh, you muted me. Okay. Yes. Howdy, boys. Howdy. How oh, are you doing? How are you doing, meme bastard? I love your latest Garfields, by the way. You post the best Garfields, but this particular one that you posted on Instagram, for some reason, not on any other place. Really connected with you, huh? Yes, it really connected. I know, Gio, if you saw that particular one, but there was something very special about it. I'm going to post... Oh, that one, yeah. That one, yes, exactly, that one. Oh, God. Well, I'm going to post it for all the people so that they see it as well. It's definitely a, uh, a thing of beauty. But uh, how have you been, man? We're going to get started with the Gnosticism pretty soon, but I just wanted to get a general uh, lay of the land. So what's, uh, what's been happening? Oh, man, where to even begin? It's been, it's been a wild couple of weeks. Uh... So I had I had a house fire. Oh, that is I'm, that, I'm that sucks. Homeless. Oh my god. Uh, you know I'm I'm still working uh, uh, my day job at night, like that's still going. Uh, podcast, I'm still doing the podcast every week, and I, I feel like I'm I'm coming in red hot sometimes. As it feels like it's at the the, the, the like the, the worst time possible for me to try to to collect my thoughts and get to talking. That's that's when we record the podcast, and and I, and I often go into like a uh, a fugue state where it's like I, I I have no idea what I've just said. I feel like that way on Break the Rules sometimes too, where I'll come on and I'll say things, and then later that that <laughs> night I'll start thinking, Oh my God, what did I say? Why did I say that? Oh Jesus! This <laughs> that's true it's true um because i you know i can't can't not bring the rocket i can't not go for it what am i gonna do come on and, and just not say nothing nothing but is there any way that we could help out is there any 
charity or anything that we can submit uh, money to to uh, help you rebuild? And how did no, this... no. But how did this uh, fire happen? No, I'm not the... looking for that. It's just it's, it's just what I got going on. But uh, how did the fire happen? Can you uh, break it down? And I know that the there's I know that there's thing. a little bit of uh, there's a little bit of an echo happening, and there's no like there's no excuse that uh, you know I had with Geo where his mic was on. There is definitely some echoing happening. I don't know if you guys hear it as well, but I'm gonna see. What yeah, exactly... it's, it's weird how the the phone phone how the the spaces work. I, I like there's got to be. A yeah, it's got some. Yeah, through the desk desktop on the good mics because it's I don't know it just doesn't feel feel right. But mm. the uh, the fireman told told us it was the ceiling fan. That that light light inside the ceiling fans what burned up. I, I don't I don't know. Oh shit! So it was an electrical fire. Yeah. Oh my god! That, and that one room just just completely ruined the the, the what do they call that uh, the the breaker box like that's all ruined. And they act like they were gonna have to rewire the whole the whole place and like there's. Water damage throughout throughout the place where they've sprayed water everywhere. They poked holes through the ceiling and in a few different rooms because it was in the ceilings where the fire was. But uh, so everybody got out. You know, I was able to grab. I had about ten minutes before the the fireman showed up. Between me discovering, oh hey, the house is on fire, and you go to the neighbor's place, call the fire department. I'm going to grab the expensive stuff and get the fuck out of here. So I was able to save the uh, the laptop, the computer, and the PlayStation. When, when you know when there's a fire, you you realize what's most important to you. Definitely. Well, uh, I uh, I still think that there may be some way that uh, we could possibly help. I don't know, maybe think on to think about it because you are definitely an amazing dude. I really love having you on BTR. Ah, oh, and... brother. You know, the, the thing is, I, I just want people, I want to make people laugh. I want to make people have, have a good time. I'm here to entertain. You know, you know uh, uh, it's it's a weird experience going through, going through a fire. Because you, you feel completely helpless. Because you see, like, like I had like, what, five, five, ten minutes to grab everything and get out of there. And then... And, you know, just three or four truckloads of guys just show up, all with that gear on, like rolling out fire hoses, and and I'm just standing there like like a schmuck with my arms crossed, like oh man, mm. like I don't like, I don't know I don't even know where to begin, because that was uh, what night was black? It was after Thanksgiving, the day after, the day after Thanksgiving is when it happened. It was the the Black Friday night. Oh man, that is definitely a Black Friday, like a charred Black Friday. Yeah, as you could say. Uh, but what I'm going to do is, uh, first, I want to figure out what you're using to speak, because that may actually help me out so that uh, echoes could be avoided, because you do have a bit of that Yeah, I'm, I'm just on a phone. I'm just talking on the phone. Weird. I want to, okay, so right now what I want to do is I want to go to Gnostic Listener. He is a brand new speaker. I've never spoken to him before. I have no idea what he's going to say. The only thing that I do know about the listener is that Uber Boyo recommended him. And I really respect Uber Boyo's judgments. So, uh, yeah, Gnostic Listener, uh, you are a listener. I mean, sorry, Gnostic Informer. You should not be a listener. I invited you to uh, speak, I believe. So, uh Come in, speak, and I uh, look forward to hearing what you have to say. And also, everybody who's listening to this, don't forget to subscribe. We are currently live streaming this on BreakTheRules.tv, on Odyssey, on DLive. So you are being recorded. Yes, you are being recorded. Everything you say can and will you be used against you in the court of law. But uh, anyway. Oh, no. Oh, shit. Oh, no. 
Anyway, Gnostic <laughs> Informer, uh, let us uh, let us know if you can get in here, buddy, because right now you're still labeled as a uh, listener. But uh, okay, since you're not coming in here right now, let us add King Salmonfish, who's already a speaker. But King Salmonfish, I know you want to talk about relationships today, so we still owe it to you to speak about relationships for a bit. So King Salmonfish, relationships, uh, we have uh, Tishrei is listening right now, so maybe if there's anything you wanted to tell Tishrei or speak about relationships, go ahead, buddy. All right, all right uh, how's everyone doing? I hope you um, Yo... Yeah, my uh, my recent situation that was kind of interesting was uh, I was watching, watching You Are Here with Elijah Schaefer, and he had uh, uh, Rolo Tomasi on. Oh, God. <laughs> um, Go ahead. And so, so, so here's wait, the story right there. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry, sorry. Before the story, this is very important. It's not because of Mass Bastard. It is something having to do with the way that I am emulating this. So what I'm going to do is I am going to make sure as much as I can, that we don't have the stupid echo going on. Because of that, what I'm going to do is, Geo, turn your mic back on into Zoom. I'm going to exit this, and I'm going to re-enter this, uh, this call-in right over here. So that is what we're going to do right now. So, Geo, uh, unmute yourself, and I am going to uh, still keep speaking inside of, this, uh, inside of this thing. So you guys will be able to hear me on both fronts. And unfortunately, you guys are not going to be able to hear Geo. So, Geo, turn your mic back on, and at the same time, you'll be able to speak there. There may be a bit of an echo, but it's better than the other echo. And meanwhile, I'm going to figure out a way to stream this properly. So, bear with me, everybody. We're going to figure this out. Oh, you are still muted, Geo, right now. Wait, what, there... do you want? what, what did you want? Why do you want me in uh, the Zoom? The, I mean... Yes, the reason why I want you in the Zoom is we are dealing with a technical issue. We are dealing with the issue of echoes going okay. on. Yes, this is the Wild West people. We are adjusting to this new format. Since I'm hearing people speaking in echoes all the time, like having their words be doubled up sometimes, that is not the way I want to do things. I'm a professional. I want things to professionally run. Which is why, let me see what I'm going to do about this just with uh, with OBS here. So bear with me. Well, the me. thing is, I can't out. listen to the chat. Like the, the, the well, you could use your faces. phone. You could use your phone at the same time. You can listen to it. You could use your computer oh, yeah, and yeah, your I phone can. at the same time. So this is what I mean by smooth sailing people. Yeah, but I wonder if there's going to be any feedback. Don't so worry about someone, the feedback. Someone else someone in the, else uh, in the uh, thing, talk thing talk for a minute. Like King, like King, you're gonna say King Salmonfish. Yeah. All right. So uh, yeah, the other the other day, Elijah Schaefer, you know, Sydney Watson had had Rolo Tomasi on. You are here. And uh, apparently, he he I I didn't know anything about this guy, but apparently he's the the godfather of the manosphere or whatever is his. Uh, that's debatable, but yeah, he's one of them. Well, that's the the claim, right? Um, so the, the, uh, the stream was labeled, uh, something along the, along the lines of how to be a man in a feminist society. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I just got at absolutely infuriated at a certain point and started, started blowing up the super chats, um, cost me maybe 20, 25 bucks, you know, not too ridiculous, <laughs> but I was like, I was just sitting there listening to them talk about, you know, like sexual dynamics and power and politics and you know like all this all these fucking statistics and math and mathematics and tinder and all this bullshit and i was like okay cool but you didn't say love or, or romance a single time the only time you said love 
was when, when you were like shitting on the um, free love movement and its failings, which was honestly a lot of that was a sexual movement. Um, the love elements of the hippies are still effect- effectively true. Um, but yeah, that was that was that was my whole thing about it. It's like I can't believe you're on here, you know, you know, like framing things first of all, like how to be a man in a feminist society, which is which is already kind of like a loaded frame. And then you don't mention the, mention the word love once when you're talking about relationships. You're not you're not you're not talking about romance at all. And it's like, okay, so what you've done is you've turned everything into a sexual social engineering diagram. And like this is just pure, pure cancer. Like this is literally the way that I look at it is that the, the uh, entirety of our existence is affected spiritual slash sexual um, because like you could consider uh, survi- survival and just existing generally speaking as like a sexual thing thing, um, or you can reverse that and say like sex is survival, just like passing on your genes. It doesn't matter, but it gets into this materialism with no no soul, no, no at all. You have no fucking, you have no game at all. Like, you are so full of fucking game that you have no game whatsoever. And, like, like, what about stupid pictures of your feet and, like, flowers and dumb poems and stuff, bro? Like, like, I know that seems ridiculous and cliche, but my whole take on it is literally this, that love is a transcendent force that i mean it's not exactly a weapon but it is also the most powerful weapon in existence and like trying to turn everything into an argument about who's right and who's trans and you know it's women's fault it ends fault somebody with their innate characteristics which which could also be considered sexual even if it's just like skin color or whatever um that's the entire fucking problem that that is the whole problem like where's the love at in this like where where's the romantic soul of the west because like like freedom is literally really just an expanse of, of tragedy without love like there there is absolutely no point to freedom freedom is an absolute nightmare uh without without the element of love love involved in it that is the entire reason for our freedom the reason we have it and like in the first place and the whole point of having it and even further that is the means to the future. I mean, it is literally the case that without, that without love, uh, all of our relationships will fail. Uh, people will not reproduce successfully, and the whole world will will die. And also, there will be, there will be nothing worth fighting for to fight fight against the tyrants and supervillains that plague plague us probably forever. Well, I think the problem is that when you start to uh, when you start to quant- quantify things into these... Hold like, on, Gio. Uh, sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I figured out a way out of this predicament. So I think it's definitely my emulator that's fucking up. What I'm going to do is I'm going to close the emulator, but you think, oh no, in the live stream, like this is not a problem for the people who are uh, in the actual Twitter uh, space. This is going to be a hell of a problem for the people who are live. So what I figured out is I have this mic. It's a really good mic. And I have this over here. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to connect this to this so you will hear it from the mic. You're not going to see it on the screen over here for the live people, but this way the people on Twitter are going to enjoy it just like you're enjoying it right now. And the live people, the sound may be a little bit different, but hell, it's still going to be good enough while I figure the shit out. So thank you very much for bearing with me here. I am going to transfer this right now so uh let's see i'm gonna turn off my mic and let's see how this goes 
So, uh, can, can you hear me, love? When you look at things through this, like, quantifiable lens, which a lot of these, like, pickup artist types do. I mean, really, like, that's not the point. Like, love is not a point. They have a very, like, machinic and uh, materialist, like, basis of uh, what they view uh relationship dynamics and like yeah Rolo is a smart guy obviously but it's just that I don't know something about it is kind of it is kind of alienating but uh okay so we have requests um from Scorpion Rising but we want uh how about Maz you talk first and then Scorpion Rising so Maz take it away brother uh thanks for having me back on again um I loved the last uh podcast or whatever the last room but i'd like to say um i think the MGTOW and all that stuff i think it's just dumb i think it's incredibly dumb and incredibly arrogant to say that men have no no responsibility in the failingness of romance and marriage and all these things that are currently failing in the west due to you know many factors um Especially economics is what people. I don't want to go materialistic. I know there's there's issues with with the spiritualness of the West, but one of the main issues that w- when people can't get spiritual is because they they are lacking something in the material, money, food, water. I mean, you can look at any nation who's lacking food, water, or the basic essentials. That they're more animal than man is what they are, is what they act like. They're more barbaric. They are looking for resources to sustain themselves, and then they can think about love and all these uh, philosophical ideas. And um, with one of the things that I think shouldn't drive people is a um, like a like a like I'll, I'll do anything for it. Like I'll do they, these things come with time. If you just put yourself out there and just talk to people and just generally have a good time, things will work out for you. That's generally how it's worked out since the dawn of time. If you are yourself and a woman likes that, which usually if you're a good person or even a decent person, that'll work out. And these people are overcomplicating it, like you mentioned, which I totally agree agree with. with. Um, about, about the, the stats, stats and all, and all these, these things, things. that's just not the way it used to be. Well, you know what? Then we should create an economy where it is profitable and even even more successful to just have one person going out there to work, whether it's a man or woman, so someone else can stay home. Generally, I hope women do this because they're better at that sort of role. I'm not saying all of them are, but you get what I'm saying. Um, they're better at well, there, yeah, there's like uh. There's like pronatalist policies in places like Hungary. But uh, Scorpio, please, I hope you're not going to fed us. Be back in the long And I believe the. Uh, your, uh, and I... What is your QE query? Yeah, comment. So uh, Scorpion, go. Um, then then maybe Moz and then. And I was born in the year of the Scorpion as well. So I, I, like, uh, I, like I just want to go off for a minute. If you are a grown man beefing with a 19 year old, you have no business. <laughs> Letting other people, <laughs> like telling other people how to get chicks. It's true, bro. It's true. Yep. At, wait, at wait, who's time, the 19, wait, who's 19 year old here? Uh, the loops chick or whatever. 
Oh, not Tishrei, but the other... Yeah, the well, other... That, that would be Tishrei. Rubes oh, is Tishrei. Okay, yeah, that is... And this is a relationship advice guy, no? Or is that... Yeah, yeah. He sells courses on that how to, like... so fucking dumb. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> oh, fucking idiotic. I hate that guy now. Fuck that guy. <laughs> this is amazing. Um, Snake At the same sales. time, I think if you spend over five hours a week on the internet... You have no business telling other people how to talk to people. Oh no! Like, <laughs> I oh, I'm look, sorry. It is bam, if you were bam. over, I, you you guys don't you guys don't say how to talk to people though. You you guys oh, are yes. like terminally <laughs> like I, I respect the like the online energy, but no, you're not giving out relationship advice, and I appreciate that because anyone on the internet only giving five relationship hours. Goddamn. Well, okay, yeah, no, five hours. If you're on the internet more than five hours, you are irony poisoned, you are blue pilled, you are cringe, <laughs> you are soy jack. Oh, I'm being <laughs> murdered jack. here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my you god, to touch grass or touch snow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> touch snow where I'm from, yeah, touch snow. Touch... Um, <laughs> Tell it... someone happy holidays or Merry Christmas. Or happy Hanukkah, but this you are Merry in Christmas no position right touch. now. Some booze. Yeah, well, in Canada, it's going to be more uh, like A. That. Holy wants to speak up. Now, A. Holy, you don't follow me, but I'm going to trust. Um, oh, man, no Gio. Has, has Gio, all this, ever done all this, all so this trust. You're a very trusting to, guy. But, but please, listen. We don't... Here's the thing. Here's the policy. If you want to speak, um, it's being broadcast on YouTube and on Odyssey and elsewhere. And so... We would appreciate if uh, people don't fed posts. And of course, Twitter, they monitor the spaces now, apparently. Hmm. So, Gio, you um, know, you know, that saying that not uh, Gio, you know, yeah, but Gio, Gio, do you know that? So, everybody make sure, make sure that you red pill the people listening and, you know, like fucking get them on our side and then they can go off and act, you know, as agents in secret for us. So, uh, okay, we also have verse, so I can actually, I wonder if I can make verse a, well, Adam is a speaker, but uh, there is also Gnostic Informant, so you're, yep. So, um, let's go. Uh, yeah, let's go, let, let's go verse, and I think, and I think finally. Uh, oh my god, is this Mimi? Is this, uh, hold, hold I think on. it is. Hold on, Geo, Geo, Geo. I'm not gonna Geo, hold on, Geo. But uh, it's all right. Um, wait, Geo, can you hear me? Wait, where did she go? Geo, can oh, you hear god. me? Mimi, don't be afraid. It will let you oh, speak. Oh, I noticed, not... by the way, that my mic was Wait, off this so entire no time. Wild West on the spaces. Oh man, this okay. No, no. Hold on, hold on, Geo. Geo, Geo. You are very, oh, you are a very trusting individual. I don't know who these people are. What I am gonna say is, Verz goes first. This whole time, I thought I was speaking and nobody was able to hear me. So now I'm finally able to speak. So verse, yeah. go for it, and then I want to get Gnostic and Foreman on because finally he's figured out how uh, how to uh, speak. So we're gonna speak with Gnostic <laughs> and Foreman as well. Wait, I just was saying hi. I don't I don't know what what we're talking about. I just showed up. All right, well we're talking about uh, relationships. There was some drama that happened with this Rolo Tomasi guy. Is that who it was? No, it wasn't him. It was some other. No, Rubes. No. no. Yeah. Rubes and Pat's, Pat. Whatever his name is, Pat Sedman. Yeah, Stedman. That's... Yeah, but is he related to Rolo Tomasi? I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> no, no, no. They're totally different spears. He he's a relationship advice guy. Rolo, I guess, is would you consider Rolo a pua? Pick a bar. Yeah, I mean, that's 
he like he's the scientist of uh, pickup artistry. Mm. I consider but, uh, him a pupa. <laughs> a pua pickup artist. Um, uh, well, no, so well, verse. verse uh, uh, I, I know that you're very uh, uh, busy right now. You're doing a couple of things, but I do want to hear from you in general, just how things are going, and uh, keep people updated on what's going on with Versus Life. Uh, I because of the uh, I've been uh, breaking my rule of dating e girls this year, and it's been mostly trash. So, uh, oh. I'm gonna... so there's two rules about dating that I think you guys should all listen to that I've been breaking because I thought that maybe my 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 um my heuristic wasn't working. So I was like, let me break my own rules to see. And no, I was right the first time. So first rule, never cross state lines for pussy. So if there's a, you literally, there's literally zero reason ever to, to cross state lines for a girl. There's a million girls in your own state or province lines or whatever the hell you guys, or euros, I guess, country lines, whatever the fuck. Um, so that's the first one. So I've been dating out of state cause I've been online. And secondly, e-girls in general, no e-girls. I was like, okay, well, dating. Oh, I was like, normies haven't, haven't worked, right? And I have a following. And when I try to explain to girls what I'd be doing online, they're always like, eh, and they don't get it. So I was like, okay, well, how about I just, you know, delete the apps, and then if girls show up in my DMs, I'll date them. And did that a few times this year, and all of them absolutely horrific op situations. So I'll never do that again. I'm never doing that again. So uh, basically, I, I couldn't tell you where to find the, where to find the mommy, the chica. The wifey. So who is the lucky e girl? By the way, who is the lucky e girl? They have way too many followers. I actually can't say. Oh come on! Oh DM me, please. You gotta tell. <laughs> I'll, DM, me. I'll DM you. Yeah, I'll DM you. Oh but my god! They have they have at least as many followers as I do, so I can't mention. I'm I'm sending a twenty. <laughs> what? Does does it rhyme with twenty? No, I wish. I she's fun. Mm. I want to hang out with her Benty. at the bar. She's lit. I would date her. Sort of. Now you got to move to Texas, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. I'm actually sending a package of prints and a letter to an e-girl that is in New York. But, I mean, she's my friend. No, Venti is, Venti is so normal in person, I'm going to say that. Yeah. She's not at all like her online person. Yeah, not she's even, a, like, remotely. She's very nice. I remember we got to hang out at the uh, National Arts Club. I showed Venti around. And, uh, you know, she's just a regular down-to-earth uh, person who's had a... Uh, pretty hard life in the beginning you know she grew up in the hood so now she's living in yeah. texas and that's that that's a move up yeah no honestly she, she, if, if she wasn't online you would never know she was online because she's so she's she's almost too normal she's like it's kind of strange how how normal she is hmm. it's funny so um yeah no e no e-girls i guess no e-girls no e-girls no exceptions i spent a year i was trying to see if maybe i had been too harsh maybe i was wrong you know you got to be uh systematic open scientific open-minded exactly and i tried three separate and also i also dating i was dating not for so normally i don't date for a relationship normally i just like i'm like whatever right but i was like okay let me only pick girls i would be in a relationship with right let's try to be serious so Didn't i, I mean Maybe I did too many variables changes at the same time. Maybe pick one variable at a time and test that out. But I changed but, all the variables. What do you think, on a deeper level, what do you think is the appeal of the e-girl on like an unconscious level? Do you think it's basically a sort of aesthetic male fantasy? Or do you think it's something else? Or like, is there some deeper sort of pull of the extremely um, online girl? Well, then normally, Scorpion as well. So I normally universe. don't like. Normally, I don't like the e girl at all. Um, it, but I, the appeal is there's like a. 
it, there's like a what's I don't want to say like it's called it's the like male an idol. They're, they're an idol. They're an idol. So like they're they're like um like a lesser deity, like a lesser celebrity. It's like a, it's like they they have the allure of a celebrity and they they're unattainable, but they're also attainable because they're not actually celebrities. They're they're actually like normal people that you can interact with. So you get the same. You get both the girl next door and the celebrity fantasy at the same time, which is uh, a horrible combination. It oh is, my god! It's a siren song. I mean, it's th- the think, mermaid. Think about um, all the think about all the gooners. The male gaze is what it's called. Well, Females have them too, with those guys that you see in those TLC um, movies, where it's like they're so tough Hallmark, it, but they're secretly <laughs> Hallmark. Sorry. Yeah, uh, no, it's, it's they, a siren song. Whatever. Yeah, because there's male. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I like this. Uh, male. I, I like this uh, comment by uh, the way. So uh, actually, there's a brain circuit that causes men to look at women, like stare at them. So the the feminists win that one. There is literally a brain circuit that causes men to hyper focus on attractive women. Yeah. The male also, we, could, we, we suggest we figure out female attractiveness before conscious thought. They did studies on that, too. Like, we have no choice but to objectify women in that we literally cannot view them not sexually. It's fun. So, I mean, that's I fine. I mean, but, like, they, <laughs> they do win that one. I'll give them that. Oh, my God. Like, they need to stop complaining because, like, there's nothing you can do about it. So, get over <laughs> it. Further, um, I actually have a, uh, an interesting piece of information about the uh, e-girl phenomena. So I actually made a uh, video called Thirst Trap Economic. So if you um if you are desperate, value is a matter of perception. So like if I'm if I'm walking through the desert and somebody's got a glass of I'm holding a briefcase with a million dollars and let's just say that's all I have to my name, uh, they're gonna get that million dollars in exchange for that glass of water. Um, so people will actually, uh, because of the nature of value and how it actually functions and uh, perception and all that, people will actually go into massive amounts of debt uh, over this like exploitation of desperation phenomena, whereas there's actually an alternative economic model that provides satisfaction, uh, but that's much rarer because the exploitative stuff is so much easier to do. Um, but the, the satisfaction stuff actually provides economic value that is enormous as well, and it actually gives people what they need and want. That's why you see uh, certain people in the market right now doing like so well out of nowhere with no institutional backing because people actually want that stuff. Um, even further, the, uh, the unconscious, Jung's model of the unconscious uh, talks about the anima so effectively, there's this uh, feminine archetype of the illusion-casting sorceress within a man's deeper part of his mind. And so what we do is we pretty much project onto absolutely everything that we're experiencing because what you're actually experiencing is an internal simulation of the world that can be more or less coherent or dissonant. Um, so we actually project uh, pretty much onto everything. And so people are possessed by this anima, which is the image of a woman uh rather than the woman themselves and it actually can function as a kind of sexual selection hunting mechanism they have found that uh jaguars and large cats and stuff are very very high in empathy because by having some internal understanding of what your prey is um you're much more successful as a hunter so it's kind of a sexual selection hunting yeah, can embody what you're going after sort of and then make the decisions that they would and that you know Yes, and mirroring is incredibly productive. 
Do you also like think that, do you also think there is something going on with the coomers and the gooners where when you're dating the e-girl, you know in the back of your head that there's all these coomers and gooners that are thinking about her and gooning it out to her. Oh yeah. And, uh, what, how does that affect the whole relationship? So I don't know, verse, if you can speak on it that. It would part drive of me it. crazy. Like uh, if I started dating a certain someone with a certain uh, attributes. Uh, uh, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> well, I'm not going to mention. Well, verse. I don't know. Like this. This lady. This uh. This lady that you were dating. Did she have uh men in her DMs that you were able to see the messages of what they were writing, anything like that, or she kept that stuff private? She kept the business end private from the relationship. No, she showed me guys who were sending to, but it was usually to make fun of them. <laughs> That's uh, funny. No, yeah, that's not funny though. Yeah. Uh, so remember, if you online. DM an e-girl, their boyfriend's gonna read it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they show you. They show you all the DMs of like the funniest ones or the most insane ones, and then usually laugh about it. Women do that all the time. I have a woman, really good friend of mine, and she does that. She just shows me the text of all these dudes. It is very funny. It is very funny, which is why oh. I do not text women other than the ones that I know are my friends because I know that shit is definitely mm. going down. I want to get, okay, I want to get, hold on, I want to get a, wait, 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 before Scorpion, somebody who is waiting for a very long time here who uh, I would love to hear from, not even about Gnosticism first, but about this particular subject is Gnostic Informant. So finally, Gnostic Informant, you've got the floor, baby. Hey, what's going on, guys? What is going so, on? Hey. The last guy that was talking, that's a good segue. He was talking about Young. And uh, if it wasn't for Carl Young, I'd probably be an atheist because, you know, reading the Red Book and his other book, Man and Symbols, here he talks about exactly what you were talking about with the anima and um, the, the archetypes, of, the world archetypes in psychology. Um, but to understand Gnosticism, I like to go back and I like to paint a picture of the world in the 2nd and 3rd century B.C., when Hellenization of the world was taking place because of what happened with Alexander the Great. And you get in Egypt, you get Hellenized Jews, you get Hellenized Egyptians. And what happens basically as a result is this, this uh, idea of attaining Gnosis, right? So Christianity is about uh, salvation through faith. But Gnosticism is about salvation through knowledge through gnosis and it's not just regular knowledge it's an intuitive knowledge of of the divine of the pleroma god is the pleroma the pleroma is god in a way um so basically what i'm getting at is you get these groups you get these mystery cults sprouting up in egypt and syria and turkey and we call them gnostics now but they they, they didn't really call themselves that they had different names for for, for different cults or whatnot but basically, the uh, the thread in between all of them is that uh, to attain gnosis is to, is to like be like Neo in the Matrix. It's to break out against the archons of this world, and it is to to attain a level of knowledge where you are one with the with the monad, which is the beginning of all things. It's the Big Bang, if you will, and the realization itself is the salvation rather than faith it's the gnosis that makes sense well i have my criticisms of it from a catholic perspective but that is a good point though i think that um everyone well i like to say that you know like eric vogland uh, it seems that gnosticism both in its original and also secularized oh, by the way geo could you speak louder sort of driving what yeah you speak louder into the mic 
I'm trying to make sure. Oh, the mic sorry. Is yeah. No problem. Well, no, like, like Vogelin said, like a lot of what's driving contemporary life is basically um, secularized versions of Gnosticism in some ways. But uh, I know that Scorpion, you want you're uh, voraciously requesting to speak, and also we have Glink coming Hell in. Oh yeah. Uh, so also we have Astral. If you want to come in, brother. And uh, such a one. It's been a long time since you've been on BTR, my friend. Yeah. And also Conan, if you want to speak, if you guys want to speak. Um, the, also, anyone else like the, the these policies are, you have to. Yeah, the policy is that to, we have to know you. That's the policy. And if we don't know but also, you, then, you have to at least follow us. to. No, no, that we have to know you personally. Geo, we have enough people. I you never know. That's all I'm saying. Lev, you're Stay dropping away. the kayfabe. You have to make give them the illusion that they could speak on <laughs> break the rules. Fair warning, if you follow Geo on Twitter, he will post excellent content. I was definitely breaking kayfabe. You have to pretend like it's possible. Do you know how we do it? Here's how we get people. Here's how we get people to. If you want to speak on break the rules, 100% guaranteed. Here's what you got to do: Patreon.com/slash/breakTheRules. Go there, become a patron, uh, and then you will speak based. as much as you want. You could speak about anything. Hell, you could even throw a gamer word, and we're probably just going to delete the stream, but it'll be well worth it. If you're like a hundred, no, if you're a thousand dollar patron, then you could just like do whatever the hell you want. A thousand dollars, and then we'll clean up. We'll clean up your damage like the Jannies we are. With Janny, that's like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but anyway, we have no yeah. shame. We have no shame. <laughs> So who's it, speaking next? If I may ask, what was your criticism you said you had as a Catholic? Oh, that? Well, I think, um, well, Gnosticism is the first heresy for, for the obvious reasons in that it puts a fundamental bifurcation on the, the schema of creation itself to sort of posit that there is a lesser God and a greater God um, and that the creator of the world, the creator of what we believe to be the Lord's creation that that is sort of um, there's the a demiurge. Hist- yeah, the demiurge. Like there's a lot of history there. Um, yeah, the Saint the, Augustine and so forth, and the Manichaeans. Yep. Well, I was going to say Marcion was before Saint Augustine. Marcion was yeah. one of the church fathers. He was a Gnostic. He he was he went to Rome and tried to sell his version of Christianity to the Romans, and they denied him. So he ended up going to Asia Minor, modern day yes. Turkey, and it thrived over there. That's where Gnosticism took off. He he was um, so there's there's a couple different versions of Gnosticism where they got uh, Sophia and the Demiurge made it and created the logos who's the sun. There's other versions where the the Demiurge and and, and is just created everything on its own. And this is Marcion's actual version. Marcion says the Demiurge was created by the Monad, and the Demiurge is the god of the Old Testament. And the god and the old the god of the Old Testament is evil, and that's why he uh. He, he does things like he hardens Pharaoh's heart and then blames the Egyptians and, and kills all the firstborns because of what he did to harden Pharaoh's heart. And so, so Marcion, or, or Marcion's looking at these things and saying, this was not a loving God of the New Testament. This is not the God of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ had a different father than this. In fact, in the Bible itself, Jesus tells the Pharisees, he says, your father is, is of the devil. That's actual in the it's in the New Testament. Um, so so Marcion's pointing to those to these uh, verses and saying, "Look, there's two different gods here," and he's he's saying that Set from the Egyptians, also Saturn and Kronos, are the uh, the the uh, the demiurge. And this is actually talking. Plato wrote about this 
in his writings and um and some of his uh uh, it's uh, slipping my mind right now, but Plato wrote about the demiurge and Gnosis as well. So did Pythagoras. And Timaeus. And Timaeus. Yeah, Timaeus. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, yeah, you know uh, could I interject here for a moment? Go for it. Sure, go ahead. And be careful driving. Sorry. Be careful driving, okay? Yeah, it's like I'm actually driving through a rainstorm right now, but it sounds <laughs> like uh, Geo's view <laughs> of Catholicism views God as this more like centralized, personified entity this um, this like singular being almost that everything is connected to maybe whereas the if I understand it correctly the Gnostic view is more like God is this decentralized uh, force that everyone is able to tap into is that kind of correct well centralized is kind of uh, the Trinitine God I, yeah I got, yeah that's a pretty basic uh, yeah that's yeah go ahead go ahead I would uh I would like to bridge a few gaps here and use some like Jungian alchemical uh conjunctio oppositorum stuff to like connect awesome. all these things. Um so Jung's model of psychology is effectively that everything can like everything that can be conceived of or experienced in any context whatsoever is psychology. Um right, and so, right. like, in order to actually have any idea of what's going on, you have to take all information into account, which would include all of the different uh, religions. And like, how do they how do they all exist in the same world? What allows that to be the case? Um, so for me, I actually uh, I achieved Satori. I found inner peace. Uh, I know that God exists. I have had uh, literally like divine intervention type fucking things. Moses. Um, well, no, here's here's the weird part. So there's a there's an old program called uh, Project Looking Glass, where apparently they um, they got some consciousness uh, interfacing technology from a UFO. And the general idea would just be that it just like soups up the basic uh, your basic mind to um, just do more of the same thing which you could see as being like hyper psychic. But effectively, it allowed them to see um, all possible future timelines. And what happened apparently was that uh, all of the timelines converged around 2012 and they couldn't do anything about it. And then that left them with two timelines. One of them was a great awakening and the other was a global cataclysm and basically apocalypse. Um, so the weird thing is Terrence McKenna actually talked about 2012 as well. Uh, and he may have been the root of a lot of those rumors. But the interesting thing uh, is that in my life in 2012, I literally had a crazy ass vision where like I stepped back out of my body and clearly saw two paths and like chose one. And then I actually made a deal with God. Um, and ever since then, like I found inner peace and my life has been absolutely bonkers out of control. Um, and so the interesting thing is I know God exists. I've seen multiple miracles take place. What was uh, the deal? What do you mean? Like what was what was the the um what what was the what was the context of that deal? What, what okay, I'll, what I'll tell you. Um, so basically, uh, I was in love, and that was like the whole reason that I came to the table. I was actually an agnostic. I was never an atheist. I just simply always knew that I did not have the answers, and so it, it seemed strange to me. My kind of modern American, you know, not to involve uh, Christian parents you know they kind of like had told me some of what was going on but had not gotten into any depth because they're just like modern boomer normies or whatever um so i had like half-assed knowledge about jesus and i had never really um doubted him and i watched the entire 
of my generation effectively go against the church, like rebel against the church. But somehow in very Jungian style, uh, Jesus was never refuted or removed from the throne, which I found very interesting. Um, and so what happened was I, uh, I honestly got thought the world was going to fucking end. And I said, you know what? I'll make a deal with you. If you exist, I will believe in you and I will do literally whatever it is that you ask of me. Uh, and in exchange, I want the people that I love and the world to, uh, you know, survive and, and have hope and love and laughter and joy. Um, and so that's kind of uh, how that the, ch the chat is. Oh, sorry. Did I cut you off? Nah, you're fine. Well, the, uh, crazy, I was going to say the chat is kind of shredding you a little bit. Skip well, no, some moment. Take your meds. Geo, Geo, Geo. First of all, first of all, Actually, yes. No, wait, hold up. Hold okay. up. Hold up. Okay. Let me repeat wait, that. Wait, wait, okay. I was given, I was given multiple psychological evaluations recently by highly paid professionals. And they determined that I do not need any medication. In fact, I am, I am a case that they are not qualified to handle, uh, and they <laughs> Jesus Christ. They have, no, they have no idea how I'm okay. Uh, based, uh, based, based to uh, a complex case. I remember my first Hey, Geo, can I point something out to you, if I may? Y yeah, sure, go ahead. So I want to know what you think about John eight forty four. Uh, if you probably don't, if, you, if, if I don't know if you can pull it up, I can. What read is it for that? You, sure. So he says, and this is the new new international version. You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. What do you think he was talking about right there? Is he not, is not, isn't that Jesus in the desert talking to... He's talking to the Pharisees. Oh, the Pharisees. Oh, never mind. Well, yeah, that, that, that was um... take me back to me bridging the gap. So my, my thing that I wanted to get at is um, kind of like alchemy. And uh, if you read Dan Brown's book, The Lost Symbol, he openly talks about the circumpunk, which is like a symbol for God or alchemical gold. Um, and my issue with this and connecting it to the Demiurge is that I, when I was in jail and I was being tortured by the state uh, wrongfully. Um, by who? The state, the, literally, the, you know, the, the fucking the U.S., whatever. Just move on from this, please. So um, what happened was uh, there was a chaplain there, and he said to me, and he gave me some books, that basically said that every single sin is just idolatry. Uh, the root of the word sin means to miss the mark. So, like, if you are aiming at the wrong things, uh, fundamentally, that is a sin. And so um, that's kind of the idea that everything would be idolatry, like you're worshiping sex or you're worshiping lesser lesser gods with a lowercase g and even further um even any symbol for god like false false images are not god himself and uh so like the idea of a demiurge would would kind of be anything you could possibly conceive um and god himself would be so transcendent and beyond and also woven into everything that it, you would absolutely no justice uh to attempt to say that you comprehend well let me respond uh well wait Gio, I think Gio, like... Gio, Gio. hold on before you respond can somebody uh whether it's you Gio, or somebody else post a link i uh posted it on my twitter to the patreon uh to the uh youtube version of this just so there's a link to the youtube version for those who want to watch this live you mean in the chat in the chat in the uh well in the twitter space chat 
I don't know why I'm not able to do that. I'm, I'm trying, but for some reason it's not working. Yeah, let me do it. Let me do All it. All right, thank right you. Now. Thank you. Um, so anyway, so this is the original stream. It's got the laminate. Um, so I, I think John was simply referring to the Pharisees not believing, not being a part of the uh, believing in Christ in that sort of Abrahamic line. So like you are of the devil. Um, I think that's, again, this is a problem with Gnostic thinking, at least from a Catholic or uh, Orthodox perspective, is that when you place that sort of, when you predicate that, like, creation itself has an element or God has an element of evil there. Like, again, this is why Jung got into trouble for answers to Job. He had a very kind of quasi-Gnostic uh, interpretation of the Job story by saying that, well, you know, God has to have a part of evil. Um very heretical, very haram. But anyways, Glink, you wanted to talk, or uh, Scorpion, or whoever. Um, we have Crocodile yeah, I, uh, as well. No? I want to pose a question here, uh, and anyone can answer, or we could all try to figure it out together, I guess. Um, one thing that uh, King Sal, Salmon, uh, Salmonfish, was talking about, that I think is, it's, it, it seems true to me, that we are on this sort of cross, we are at this crossroads of like, complete tyrannical matrix hell world or some sort of great change, great awakening. And it seems like people are the deciding factor between where we go. And I guess what the question is, is like, okay, like the Renaissance, uh, like different, you know, periods of enlightenment in history, how can we, uh, make, you know, choose the better path is, are we, are we able to choose the better path? through technology or is that the wrong mm. method i mean yeah well it's so a, I, I, I think it uh, goes back to the question I, I of faith uh, wait, my, my take oh, wait, wait, hold on a second i think it goes back to the question of faith versus um getting more uh, uh wisdom because you can let's say uh go the faith approach where you have a traditional system that you uh live under so you would have the church for example geo you would have the catholic church somebody would have the uh uh, Protestant church, or not many Protestants here, I notice. There's more Catholics than Orthobros. So the Orthobro would have the Orthodox church. And um, I think that the disagreement mainly that Geo is getting at here is that you may be seeing something subversive, something not satanic, but Luciferian, <laughs> uh, something prideful about acquiring knowledge through your own effort. And you would rather put it to I, uh, tradition. I, I, I yes. want to this real quick. Yes. So I actually, not only do I know that God exists, I can't comprehend him, but I actually have faith in him and I believe in him. That's, that is the bridging of the gap. It's that like, he's basically my friend and my father. And so I, I trust in him and I believe in him and I, I believe that everything will be ultimately good. And if you look at um, like just the, if I'm getting canon at all correct, uh, Lucifer doesn't have uh, free will because he's an angel and the angels don't have free will. Uh, and so the interesting thing is that um, I'd kind of set up the whole drama. It was just a setup from the beginning. And I actually believe that it's ultimately good and that, um, you know, Lucifer's job is to polarity in reality um, such that our free will has been and uh, those so even evil to the ultimate extreme serves an ultimate good. And I have started the practice of simply looking for the good in absolutely everything. And I just find it every time. And as far as um, this technological, this whole monstrous, uh, I think uh, 
it was Uber Boyo, it was Steph who called this this thing, this archetype Machina. Yeah. This like wounded child that turned into a gigantic uh, metal demon beast um, that is trying to consume everyone and put them into the matrix. There was something, um, by the way, I uh, actually wait, so, sorry, Akira. King Salmon, sorry to interrupt you. There was something in the chat, and by the way, Sneed those snooper, ch uh, snooper, super chat, Sneed those snooper chat. That's what I got to say from now on. But uh, we have a comment from Romero Stevens. Lucifer had free will. That's how he fell and deserved punishment. So any any thoughts on that before? Uh... There you go. Okay. I think, it's, I think we should point out that Lucifer is a later translation from the uh in the latin bible in the 400s uh from jerome's bible the lucifer didn't is not in the hebrew bible it's not lucifer doesn't even exist in judaism however what the catholic church was trying to do was they're actually applying an archetype as, as lucifer being the light bringer um falling and, and hallel is the hebrew word from isaiah 14 where they got that from it doesn't say lucifer it says hallel which is another, which actually does mean Lightbringer. So it's not a, it's not a wrong translation. It's a later translation. And the reason why I bring that up is because it's interesting to me that Jesus is actually called the Morning Star. So is just like Mithras called the Morning Star, just like Dionysus was called, or I'm sorry, Apollo was called the Morning Star, and uh, and so was Lucifer. So it's it's funny to me how you got the New Testament ending with Jesus being the the, the Morning Star going to bring salvation but in the old testament the morning stars fallen one is and then what's it translates to lucifer i mean can you see can you see jesus's shadow as like the devil or however you want to frame this i mean it is it is like basically written into the very beginning of the story that man chose uh, well man and woman chose to think that they could create anything better than what god had created but that's what I'm saying. Um, but but the point I'm getting at is if, if Jesus is also, is also the morning star and so is Lucifer the morning star, is that not a Gnostic spin on who Jesus actually is? If he's well, actually, Lucifer was seen as the falling star. Like, the morning star thing is interesting, but I think there, there's a lot of differences between, mm -hmm. for example, Mithraea and Christ because Christ is the ever-rising star in the interpretation rather than something bound to a cyclical nature the way that a lot of pagan deities were involved in in terms of their attributes. But, but hold on, Gio. So, you were uh, saying falling star. So where was the falling star written as opposed to the morning star? Uh, I believe it's around Isaiah, in Isaiah. It says um, Hallel. That's, like I said, that's a, that's a later Latin translation from the Catholic Church. Gio, can we confirm that? Well... There was, I mean, there's something with the older Greek, uh, but wait, someone wanted there, no, to... No, doesn't have, there's, it's only Hebrew, that's it. Isaiah's in Hebrew, and then it got, it got translated to the Septuagint around, around 230, 250 BC, around that time, 3rd century BC. It got translated into, into Greek, and it's still, they did not use the word Lucifer, it says morning star. So Lucifer comes in Latin in about, around, around Jerome's time. We have another comment well, over here I'm, from I'm just trying to look at... It's all interpretation anyways. I'm essentially just oh, talking absolutely. about Avatar of pure evil, you know? Whatever that may be. Mm. But then, light bringing, I wouldn't necessarily quantify that as pure evil. What you could say I is... Have a, yeah. I have an interpretation of Lucifer. I mean, I don't Go think it's it. unique to me at all, but it's pretty basic, which is there's uh, natural light, the sun, the bearer of all life, and then there's the false light, starting with the fire, also personified as Lucifer. 
and now in the form of our phones, which is the false light, our screens, everything. These are artificial lights, man-made. Uh, you could even say they're knowledge-created uh, lights. And so that all relates to Lucifer, the knowledge from the snake, from the tree of the garden of good and evil, the fire from hell, the false light from our phone. It's just a modern-day version mm -hmm. of trying to be God, I think. So this old yeah, but if you, if you ask a rabbi, if you ask a, a Jewish rabbi, who's Lucifer? He'll say, that's a Roman pagan god, which he's right. Lucifer appears in Ovid's Metamorphosis in 14, I think it's 14 BC when that was written around there in the time of Augustus. He was a pagan deity and uh, he just all of a sudden in the 400s uh, in the common era, the Catholic Church decided that they wanted to translate Hallel into Lucifer. And that's not a bad translation. I actually, I actually applaud that translation. But if you're from a Jewish perspective, it's a mistranslation. From a Catholic perspective or a Gnostic perspective, it fits perfectly well. Well, yeah. beyond the, okay, beyond not, the, wait, hold, hold, hold on one countries. second. Hold on one second, everybody. Beyond whatever interpretation there may be, I think the thing to focus on here, which is even more important than uh, what translations there are or what the interpretations are, is more about what choices do we have before us here just as people. So choice number one is to gain knowledge and with that knowledge to better our world. Choice number two is to just have a, more or less just have faith and put our faith, well not just, but you know, like having faith be the primary thing. No, but look, thing. you're dealing with different cosmologies, that's the thing. My point being is that Lucifer in, in the Christian interpretation is always all going to be finite. His rule over the earth will always be um, just a foil for Christ, because that's the whole point. I mean, this isn't a cyclical type of thing the way that Young and others have interpreted it. No, I, I understand. Looking at older pagan Geo, Geo, I, under I understand that with this version, there is going to be a particular actual end of history, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about on-the-ground decisions that people today can oh. make. So the thing that people have a very hard feelings about on the more, let's say, religious reactionary end of the internet spectrum is they feel that any kind of meditation, anything that has to do with spending time or doing the Wim Hof method that I do, you know, seeing the third eye, all that, all that fun stuff, that that is somehow you assuming this position of being able to take in the knowledge of the cosmos while really I'm just a puny human being in comparison to everything, and what I should just do is go to church and pray, and that's the only thing that I should do, and uh, otherwise I'm going to make a lot of mistakes, and I'm going to know what to do with this knowledge that probably, you know, Lucifer gave me, and uh, things are going to get really fucked up. So I know that this is kind of a mouthful, but I think, I really think that that is the pet peeve that a lot of people who are on the chat right now have, with this interpretation, but I'm curious, Gnostic informant, what your thoughts are on specifically that, and then others as well. Sure. Um, first of all, I think it's I think it's interesting to point out that right now, as we speak, literally right now, there is an image of Lucifer under the Vatican, down down underneath the in the uh, whatever I don't know, like the crypt or whatever the hell it's called. So there the, now, in their defense, that was there before they converted to Christianity. That was there because the the um the uh, Pontifus Maximus is a title of Pope, which actually goes back to Julius Caesar. So the, the Roman Imperial cult existed before they were Christians. They just converted to Christianity like a person would. But now now with that being said, 
the reason reason why I bring that up is because I'm looking at results. I'm looking at like you could say faith is what saves somebody, right? And that's fine, but but it, it, in a way, Christianity with faith-based Christianity is like Neoplatonism uh, and, Ju- and Judaism can buy basically. And what I mean by that is this: Neo uh, Plato, Plato talks about the uh, the noble lie, if you will. The uh, you know is is sort of the um, the allegory of the cave is like, look, we know we read we know the truth. The, the the masses they don't know what's going on. We need to tell them something to keep them going, to give them motivation for there's something greater out there. We don't know what it is, but we'll just tell them just have faith and it's all okay. Well, what happens is we descended into a thousand years of of basically no progression under church rule. And, uh, uh, so, that's and, not exactly Hold on, Gio, 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 let him finish. Let him finish. Gio, let him finish. Gio, Gio, please let him finish. Hold on, Gio. Let me finish this point. Gio, then you can. Then you can go off. Yeah. Okay, I can prove this. Go ahead, go ahead. I can prove this. So let's go back to 500 BC, 400 BC, right? The time of Democritus and Epicurus, the Stoics. They were already theorizing atomic theory back then. Right. All of a sudden we get in the church era. Nothing happens. They stop. It's like a halt. And the church, America. the church has probably more of a death count than communism. If you add it all. No, up. actually, the, no, enlightenment, that's the, enlightenment not... rolls around, <laughs> the enlightenment rolls around and all of a sudden we have constitutional. Oh. Republics. We get America. We get France. We get a world that's living again. Just like in the Greco, in the Greek days. Of, so, uh, so America, one of the most bloodthirsty empires currently, founded on Freemasonry. Geo, are you kidding yeah, me? Absolutely. Bloodthirsty I, empires. I, I this is know, no, no, Geo, Geo. This bloodthirsty know. empire, Geo. This bloodthirsty empire business is just your third worldness to sickness coming through. That that's all that is. Okay, Real, America, America was no, actually I mean, strongly based upon Christian values, which allow others to be free to be ridiculous. Well, you could, you could, a part of it was, but then there was also an underbelly of uh, Freemasonic. Uh, that's why Thomas Paine and Thomas Jefferson and all the founding fathers talked about how they despise Christianity. Said Paul is the corrupter of the word, talking about how it's a well, fable. There you go. I'm well, not saying. Well, look, I'm not saying I agree with them. I'm saying <laughs> what I'm saying is they were deists. Mm. Well, there's there's an interesting thing specifically with uh, yes, they were. Well, hold on, hold on, Gio. Hold on, I I want to get a creator who set things in motion. I want I want to get a say in this. I want to get a say in this. To us, and left it up to us to figure it out, basically. Now, I I don't know I don't know if that's stone's throw away from enlightenment atheism right there. I I mean that's this is the you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I don't know if that is necessarily the case. I would do this just to press my button. <laughs> yeah, but at the, end of the day, at the end of the day, the abstractions are not holding this world together. It is literally the love that has been the only thing holding this world together from the beginning. The abstractions that we call the fucking system, the devil matrix, like that is the, that is the fall itself. That's the whole fucking heel and baby face, you know? By the way, hold on, hold on, Gio, Gio, hold on. I have to, I have to do shilling. I have to do shilling. Hold on, this is getting good. I gotta do some shilling. So listen, everybody, if you're enjoying this, if you're on Twitter right now, here's what you do. Go to breaktherules.tv. That's the YouTube page. Go there right now. Make sure to subscribe and make sure to share the YouTube link on Twitter as well. Share it to everybody you know. Like it, hit the bell, do all that stuff. And also patreon.com slash breaktherules as well. Anyway, Gio, go for it. 
No, I, I, I think, I, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of claims there. I've heard about the, the Lucifer at the Vatican thing and also the connection to Roman paganism. But I, I just think that a lot of this sort of neo-pagan cope around Christianity and the sort of the ancient world converting over, I mean, the, the whole the, again, there's a fundamental disagreement here, I feel, with the interpretation of the very... Uh, essence of Christianity and its uniqueness among all these other belief systems in terms of the, the the message of Christ, but also his manifestation upon the world. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm getting too abstract right now. I, I want to talk about... Hold on, Glink. I want to get a Glink. One at a time. One at a time. Hold on. Everybody. Hold on. Hold on. Everybody. Agnostic in the same room is what's going to happen. So I just want to. No, no. This is great. I love it. I love it. Hold on. Let's go to. Okay. One at a time. Let's go to Glink first. So Glink. We have a super chat. Yes. Super chat. ABC was trying to talk. So ABC, please request again and I will put you. Yes. Okay. So order right now. Glink, then Moz, then ABC. So Glink, go for it, brother. So uh, not, what Gnostic is saying, I think I tend to agree with in, in a general sense that religions throughout history have kind of been this uh, copium in a way that have kept people from exploring, exploring the concept of God outside of those strict confines, which have been very strict. But now, oh, and, and not to pick on Geo, because I, I also agree that, that Christianity... Um, transform in history as well amongst other where it's due but i think going forward we have to ask the question fair enough fair well, enough if if dogma is not the approach which clearly it's not because that just divides people it just i mean this conversation is a slight example of that but if that's not the approach then what is and i i would posit the only way you can really convince people is not through telling them what's right or what's true or what to believe or have faith it's through their own experience and their own maybe guided interpretation. And this is where the original technology comes the Well, speaking of technology, oh, hold on. I'm going to open the app again. Everything is fine. Don't worry about it. Don't you even worry. Somebody needs to tell Elon Musk that he should focus on, uh, his whole thing was, you know, AI is going to happen. It's inevitable. I tried to stop it. Transhumanism is going to happen, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, okay, cool, but can we make it not incredibly lame and horrifying? You know, like technology, like it doesn't have to be, because that's, that's what I keep coming back to is just ultimate optimism and love. It's like, okay, well, they're building, you know, a gigantic death machine. Why don't we just circumvent that and do something that's, <laughs> Jack, are you all right? Aww. Do something that's cool, you know? No, I agree. Why don't we just do something cool? But the big, the big problem I think better. is that um, I think I agree oh, with that. Oh, I'm like it doesn't have to be there. We go. Like iRobot or whatever. You know, it doesn't, mm. <laughs> it doesn't have to be. Like well, that. one of, it doesn't have to be that way. One uh, big problem that I foresee is that since people are independent away from any religious structure at all, even if I don't necessarily believe in the tenets of Christianity or Islam or Judaism or whatever, it does seem like when people are given just absolute free range there are definitely going to be people out there who are like artists who are like very, you know, people who are very interesting in what they're able to bring to the table when they put their imagination, uh, you know, into certain things. But then there are other people who are just, just roaming sheep. I'm sorry to say that. Well, but, this is where, this yeah. is where love comes in, right? Because I think if people can connect, I know this sounds corny, but if they can connect through love, 
there's a sort of universal, there's a universal universality to that, which no matter where people are coming from, if they can connect to that same source, then I think there can be harmony, right? And that's why Mark Zuckerberg is trying to build the metaverse right now. That's why all these fucking supervillains exist, because what they want is love, but they're waging war against it. And that's why they're never going to be satisfied and they're never going to win. Ultimately, they can have their thousand years of fucking darkness and love just lives in the wind and one of their children will become the chosen one and fuck it. <laughs> and I, uh, that's a good oh movie idea. Good movie idea. And I want to ask, this is like a very stupid question, but I think it, I think it'll be funny. What do you guys think about that Netflix interpretation of, uh, Lucifer? Was it's quasi, um, use in of scripture and such what, what do you guys think about that what, on, which man. netflix one the <laughs> yeah no i mean like the show called lucifer you know that one with the british dude oh oh uh, that that was the the no. Hannah, no yeah I, I haven't heard about that one it reminds me of supernatural the show oh, supernatural yeah, there you go, there you go. They, like they humanize the devil and then he's like well what do you expect man i was put in this position really what it is is that god's a dick because he's responsible for everything and then uh, it kind of resolves in a weird way where you could still say at the very end of the show that even though they you know fight god um that god set the whole thing up from the beginning so it's like you can never escape that kind of logic yeah right well well, we have a good comment here in the chat from uh, Arate Kid. Gnostics don't seem to realize transhumanism and digital utopianism descended from Gnosticism. I think there's an argument, right. there's an argument to be made because, the, of course, like a lot of the New Age thought permeated into Silicon Valley, and you have uh, a lot of New Age beliefs are basically built upon different mystery schools from the 19th century that were itself built upon you know, Blavatsky and interpretations of uh, theosophy and Gnosticism. But uh, yeah, let's go ahead, Gnostic. Um, you, you, what's your take on the Silicon Valley dude bros uh, trying to create the uh, metaverse, uh, live in a pod, eat the bugs, uh, take the neural link future? I, what do you I actually <laughs> think that it's it's the part of evolution. That it's, it's inevitable. I think it's going to happen. Um, I, I don't, I'm not saying oh, no. I agree with it. I think it's a hard but I, think I, think it's, I don't think it's the most hard advanced scope I've ever seen. Yeah, hey, stop. look, even well, if you, if you, well, you want to look at how faith, Revelation talks about it, you can, you can make the case that they, they prophesize this. Isn't that, is now it's obvious the role of faith, isn't it? It's because even in the face of the inevitable, you have to have faith that things will be, that there can be a, a better way, right? So that's what the religions got right, is that by focusing on faith, they at least had a, a hope for the future. Absolutely. Well, yeah, I'll say this about faith. Tells you, you'll fucking learn about it. I'll say this about faith, though, is that it, there's a verse, I think it's in Corinthians, where it says, oh, oh, death, where is that thing, right? What it's saying is some somebody who truly, somebody who truly does have faith, and whatever, it doesn't have to be Christianity, to be anything, they, they will go to their deathbed without any fear because they know that they're going somewhere after that that's what faith hmm. that's how faith is supposed to operate there is an example i can bring up in this book that i read uh called daimonic reality by uh, patrick harper where he was talking about how i believe this was our lady of fatima and other mary 
uh, statue, uh, not statue, but like Mary sightings, where there used to be these springs where people used to see these goddesses. And these were considered to be just the uh, specific goddesses of the people who lived there before they even knew what Christianity was. And then eventually, when they were Christianized, they still saw those same beautiful uh, ladies there in the springs, but they interpreted them as being Mary. And from what I read in the book, at first, they didn't give the signal back that they were Mary. That was kind of just interpreted. But eventually, they were, you know, going into that specific role as Mary. And that reminded me of certain things that uh, people talked about when they passed on, almost passed on. So they didn't die, but they were in surgery, and they went into the state where they saw their, you know, their relatives, and they also saw if they were Buddhist, you know, they saw nothingness, or they saw Buddha, I don't know, I don't remember exactly how it went. If they were Christian, you know, they would see Jesus. So it's interesting to me to think about whether a lot of the things that people prescribe to are the best ways of organizing or were the best ways of organizing just for the sake of being able to latch on to this idea of love, this idea of treat uh, others around you as you would want to be treated yourself. And all these other things are more skins that are then worn to get this information out there. I don't know. That's one other idea of thinking about this whole thing. And it doesn't take away well, from the power. I of think that's called, an, that's called imago, an image the imago so like you could see buddha or christ or whatever but that was my whole point about any symbol or image that we can identify not being transcendent enough um and so like you see with your heart at the end of the day um and that's really the land of the blind you know all that well i there's a good comment here about um uh, how how drell jesus is not an essence an abstraction mind substance a person, a living person, is the essence of Christianity in all religions. You live and die for your Lord, not for abstractions. I think I wanted to challenge um, this sort of uh, conception we have of love. I think that um, the sort of modern version of what we think is... Oh, Gio, louder. Heroes, louder, please. The sort of modern... Oh, boy. <laughs> Sorry, it's because my headphones make me talk quiet. Um, so the modern depiction of Eros, for instance, I think is missing the mark when we talk about the love of God towards creation. I think that when we talk about love as the universal substance, we have a very sort of sentimentalist uh, 19th century romanticism attached to it. We don't see that love requires great esteem and sacrifice in life in order to um, truly grasp the veracity of what it means to go to one's death, having lived a fulfilled life and going back into the arms of our Lord. L that love requires immense amounts of self-effacement in some ways in order to truly grasp it. And I think that when people talk about love and all we need is love, I think that the sort of the word love or eros has been fundamentally corrupted nowadays. Mm. Um, but that, but that does can't really, but Gio, that doesn't change. You know, that doesn't change what exactly the love you're talking about would be the end goal, not the love that they may think it is. Cause like I heard from a lot of, uh, for example, Kabbalists talking about the idea of love where when people love, just in general, I even experienced this uh, in a uh, dream that I had where I met a rabbi. So the love, the kind of love that we have towards our friends, our family members, our loved ones, there is still an attribute of getting something out of it. When you, Gio, when you love your father or your mother, 
you get a certain satisfaction inside from knowing that you are bestowing this feeling to them. So there's still a little bit of receiving that you're doing. And I guess the idea, according to Kabbalists in this sense, of what love is, is that it's just giving for the sake of giving without any element of receiving at all. So you become a pure giving being. And I see that being something that could be represented by the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, for instance. But at the same time, if I look at other... And I know this may be a cringe argument for some. I don't care. I don't give a fuck anymore. When I look at all cringe, the, when I look at all the uh, galaxies out there and all the galaxy clusters and all these things, I don't think they're for decoration. I definitely think that there are other things that are going on there. So either there's like a Jesus for every single planet where there is life like life we're living or we're the only ones and all those planets are for decorations or there would be other things that would be experienced during this uh, i don't know where geo went other things that would be experienced uh, on those planets that would Wait, be similar. i just kind of step out for a minute sure 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 no problem all right so my my thing that i have here is that my romantic love that i had in my life i see it as literally a gift from god and so like i did i did definitely i'll i'll be honest about my mistakes I kind of pedestalized her for a minute, um, and then I stopped doing that. Um, so, like that was an that was an interesting lesson because I was aiming uh, at the wrong thing ultimately, and I found that out. Um, so, I actually see like this spiritual love as a much bigger thing than simply romantic love or any of that. I actually think that love um, permeates reality, including like the darkest corners, and that's why I say keep looking for the good. Um, I actually see. Uh, I don't know how to explain this. I, I kind of see everything as like a kind of blindness that was given to us by the fall. You know, it's like we're already in paradise and like there are brief moments when we recognize it. And if you actually do self-sacrifice, um, basically I see everyone as entirely selfish. And uh, that being the case, because you are a self, that's, that's my take on it. You are a self. So all you could ever be is entirely selfish. So anybody who self-sacrifices themselves for somebody else or... Um, you know, is altruistic, is actually entirely selfish, but it is, there's like two, there's like a mature and like an immature form of love. There's like service to self. And then there's when you realize that others are a great source of satisfaction and love for yourself. So it like generally benefits you to do good for others and you will end up far more satisfied selfishly. And how I kind you, of, how can you say, you know, God, if you believe everything is self-serving? God is more than that. Can I ask a question? Go for it. One of the interesting things, things about humanity's fall in our earliest moments is God still loves us afterwards, you know? And my question was, it's always been, did he know we were always going to take the metaphorical bait of, of the apple? Did he always know humanity was going to have to learn a lot before... If he didn't know that, then he wouldn't be omnipotent. I think it's something to do, you know? It's very entertaining and dramatic. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, no, you're right. I would I, that's my say, point. I would say... He must have known you were going to fuck up at some point, you know? Yes. Well, it's... Hmm. Well, also, think about all the uh, tribal societies out there, which I, mean, I see as being... Think... Oh, go, go for it. All right. Think of all. No, you go. I don't even think I had an interesting anything to say. Or, no, I, I think it would have been interesting, but fine. So I got of... a quote for you. All right, right? shoot. So, Epicurus, um, the 
same person I was talking about who who theorized atomic theory in like 400 BC. He's a quote about omnipotent, sovereign, monotheistic God. He said, is God willing to prevent evil but not able? Then he is not omnipotent. If he is able but not willing, then he is malevolent. Is he both able and willing? Then whence cometh evil? Is he neither able nor willing? Then why call him God? Right. Do you understand what that's what he's saying? Yeah, there? yeah. yeah why, of I, I, I take issue with personifying mm. God. God is not one person deciding things. It's this higher order of things that we cannot possibly comprehend as tiny ants on the anthill can't comprehend a park in a city, in a country, in a planet, you know? And that doesn't mean that there aren't going to be aspects of that that do have a personal relationship with us, but it may be within, I don't know if emanations is the right word here, but there is another interesting thing uh, going back to the idea of Lucifer. Rudolf Steiner uh, wrote a book about Lucifer called uh, Lucifer and Ahriman and the uh, resurrect, uh, the reincarnation of Ahriman, where he talked about Ahriman as being this very solidifying force, something uh, to uh, you know be very spiritually uh, absent, something very solid, just like a very materialistic uh, mindset type of world, and Lucifer he saw as being this very free-willing, you know, wrapped-up-in-your-fantasies type, uh, type of being. And he equated that to the state of just being in this constant state of imaginative ecstasy. So just constantly being inside your own head. Right. And uh, I think a big issue... Oh, hold, 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 on, hold on a second. I think a big issue that a lot of the people in the chat who um, are uh, more followers of Geo in terms of the more Christian ones in the chat... I think the big issue they have with a lot of the things that Gnostic Informant, for example, you're bringing up, I really think it comes down to the idea of what they see as based. And when they say based, I interpret that, well, one of the interpretations is it's a grounding that they feel is terribly lacking in society today, where I think they're looking at the past with rose-colored glasses, but still, they look at the past and they see people who seem to exemplify things that they don't see in today's society. And one of the things they attribute to that is the fact that they are, uh, according to them, that they are based. And in my question time. to yeah. them is for from the year 400 B.C. or 400 A.D. to about 1500 A.D., if you said that you weren't Catholic, even if you were another type of Christian, even if you said I'm a, I'm a Protestant, you chop, they would chop your head off. You had to be a Catholic in Europe in those in and the time and the Catholics would say that's based and right. But I, but I'm going to get to why I think that is. I think that because people see so much political correctness today, they go on completely the opposite way, and they see somebody who has some kind of semblance of guts, something that even if it's bad, even if it's something that let's say would not only be offensive but would be a crime against humanity or be something that you know they sometimes they would still call it based if it's you know on their religion just because it's like having somebody who says i'm not going to take this anymore and he confronts the naked emperor and he just punches the naked emperor in the face while all the people around were complimenting on the clothes of the naked emperor so that's my interpretation of it i hope i'm saying this right here that? go for it go for it um I think you're right. I think the the reason why there's so much edginess in any sort of community that's sort of anti-establishment is because 
people are blocked for saying the stupidest shit, you know? Like, retard is now a slur. Like, what? Like What, what is that even? Why? Is that, is that worse than getting your head cut off or saying I'm a pagan? Again, it's all a matter of degrees. It's, Obviously, it's not. But the point is, is that this is the energy that people are grabbing towards when they see examples of people who were, you know, acting more manly, let's say, acting like they were able to take a bad situation and make that situation better just using their own uh, force of will. That is something that could be inspiring to people, even if it's bad. Like, even if it's like, for example, they would look at the Bronze Age. They would see all the people who were swashbuckling uh, back then. And sure, upon analysis, we could say that, you know, these people committed horrible, horrible acts towards other living beings. But if you take a step back and you say, how much guts did it take to actually do something like that? And how much of that energy, which could be redirected towards something positive, is missing today from society? According to them, it is missing. I don't think it's missing uh, if you know where to look. But I think that's a very big issue that they have, where people, people have become... Let's say like this. I think the best way to say it is people, as they see it, have become too willing to let other people speak over them, talk over them, and feel as if they're empowered enough because they're protected by the political situation, they're protected by the government, they're protected by what is considered to be polite, to walk all over those who are not and humiliate them. And they feel like there is nothing that they could do or say. And that is going think, to be a big uh, issue. What, I want to uh, add on to what you're saying because I think I could sort of join where both of you guys are coming from. Uh, what you just described is when it's the basic concept of if you believe in a God, if you believe in this higher power and you truly worship it, you truly have faith in it, then you are based in something above humans, above the material, above this physical realm. But if you are, as science has led many people to think that it's a belief system, which it's not, that everything is just material. Everything is just, uh, you know, the study of what is and there is no without evidence or proof, there is no basis for anything, then uh, you're subject to, just like you said, having people with certain political persuasions or power uh, speak for you or speak over you. And people get lulled into this sense of conformity with all the the comforts of the modern world to not not, uh, pushing against the grain. Um, But I think the, the Gnostic approach is even more radical but more based, in other words, it is based on a higher, uh, and I don't even know if I understand Gnosticism that well, but I, I think the, the idea is something more like not such a regimented, structured, uh, you know, corruptible structure of religion that we've had. And I, I agree that it's been stagnant. And I think that's why the ideas of enlightenment have ultimately won out. But if we, if, if there could be some sort of I don't even know if it would be a belief system or, again, I, I just go to the technology directly because that is responsible for experience. But if there's some sort of uh, path that joins the belief in a higher existential purpose, let's say, along with some degree of freedom or some degree of creativity that isn't so strict and regimented, I feel like that would be a good uh, in-between. Well, that's what I was talking about with love and why I was dogging on Rolo Tomasi 
because like, you know, making everything strict and, and lifeless, it turns out um, your emotional valence systems in your brain, like Nietzsche was going on and on about this creating your own values thing. But it turns out that nihilism actually makes you feel bad. It doesn't make you feel nothing. Uh, so does postmodernism and all this other stuff. It actually makes you feel bad. And that seems to be a good indicator right. of coherent, actual, objective reality. Um, that you're getting something horribly wrong and your body innately knows it and your like spirit knows it. Mm. Um, but then think of the people who I was talking about in this case who innately feel like they don't have a sense of dignity today and it doesn't mean that they should go and you know be assholes to other people but in general especially in a place like new york for example there is a uh, very uh, very much a lack of what is or isn't allowed to talk about in certain circles and i think this is the frustration that a lot of the very online you know 4chan people are feeling unfortunately they redirect this energy towards blaming uh, people uh, who should uh, not be blamed, who have absolutely nothing to do with this. And when it comes to how we manage this whole thing, I think it should be from conversations like this to start, from being able to understand each other, at least people who are willing to hear other people out so that certain gaps of knowledge can be uh, filled in. But uh, Gnostic Informant, I'm curious what you make of this um, this uh, thing that I'm talking about here regarding uh, baseness regarding this not wanting to uh be uh humiliated i think every concern that you just mentioned is 100 percent valid and i think we are there is a definitely an issue with group think mentality the mob rules mentality that's happening right now and uh and, and, and you know it's happening in education systems it's happening in social media it's happening you know it's people being pressured to to vote and stuff like this it all, it's all ties in. And um, it's ironic, though, because the reason why I say it's ironic is because the, uh, the, the constitutional republic mentality of freedom of speech and freedom of expression, that was a liberal movement. And all of a sudden now, the time. all of a sudden now it's turning into this thing where people on the right are, jump, are grabbing at that. And you're seeing people with, you know, people, Catholics and Christians that are this is their baby now. So it's ironic that the, the tides have turned. All of a sudden, the liberals are becoming the, uh, the autocrats and the, uh, the monarchs, if you will. It's, it's although, ironic. Although, although in I, certain I circles of the internet, that's not the case. Certain circles of the internet, they would blame liberalism. They would say liberalism is the thing that got us into this mess. I disagree. No. I think that this— Yeah, well, again, these are, these are abstractions. And what's uh, happening is that they have unlimited ammunition— because the nature of our reality is such that no matter what you do, somebody always gets hurt. And so, like, if I simply exist or I do anything at all, there's at least one Karen out there who is emotionally wounded or literally just any, like, I have to eat food to survive. Like, things die. And so somebody is always going to get hurt, and therefore there's always a victim. And they have unlimited ammunition to leverage people with um, because, really, they just don't have a deep sense of satisfaction and I do. And that there's this whole there's a song by Eden called Babel. And it starts out with like a clip where the dude says, uh, we our deepest fear is not that we are weak. It is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness that scares us the most. And to get back into neuroscience, um, it actually turns out that your fear 
is at least partially a uh, signal telling your conscious mind that something that you love and want to protect, maybe yourself or some other thing, some other person potentially. Interesting. Hold on. I'm going to have to restart this thing right up here. It happens sometimes, so just bear with me. This is a great conversation that's happening. I don't know where this went. This is a little bit strange because I had the thing right. Oh, here we go. Okay. Join space. Here we go. What is going on here? All right, guys. While this is happening right now, hopefully they're not going to leave while I reconfigure this thing. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to BreakTheRules.tv. You know, all that good stuff. So here I'm going back into the space. Reconnect the space. Here we go. And I want to also mention that one of the interesting things about at least these sort of ideas that there is in a objective reality, which there is. I don't think, I think you can't look at stuff without it being that way or else it's all, oh, let's just let that person do that and then let's let other person do that when it's objectively wrong. Like murder is objectively wrong. Rape, objectively wrong. Yeah. There are multiple different columns that are wrong and there are multiple columns that are right, you know? I have a moral conundrum that I philosophy 101. So let's say, yeah, it's like, let's just say there's a dude who's about to push the nuclear button and you can shoot him to save the entire world. What about what? that? Yeah, let's, it's a theoretical scenario. Let's say you have a gun okay. in your, and there's let me, a dude let me, let me just, to kill everyone. Okay. How many of you guys actually lived in the Bible Belt? How many of you actually live in Bible Belt or even in like Oklahoma or Texas or anything like that? Nope. How many of you? Uh, are you all West Coast, East Coast? So none of you have actually experienced this right-wing religious uh, no. aspects firsthand. I live in a quote-unquote right-wing. What I think is interesting is you I'm all are trying to, to bring in modern-day philosophy uh, to old-world religions. And to, to, to that in itself, you're in a losing fight. Uh, can you elaborate? Do you get what I'm saying? Can you, but there is no, but here's the thing. They call, the thing is, all the old religions, you can't just throw out completely because they come from some sort of true source. That's the that's true the source. Is always I agree with that. In the, in the words it of, it has uh, always been manipulation control. It has told you how to live your morals. It's told no, you how to that's, live your that's lives. Not, not based. That's, that's the correct way. I mean, look at society now without that's, Dude, <laughs> I, I can't see, I can't see a society. But you can, yeah, but Gio, listen, listen. Gio, I mentioned this when you were gone. For, for, for We go back to the, to the time where the Catholic church had all power, they you would chop that your head off. Thing, by they the would way, chop your head off for pause, saying pause, I'm a pagan. That beheading thing is very misleading. How do you think Christianity? Yeah, got but how do you? No, that's not Dude, misleading. Yeah, that, that's, that's kind of not the truth not of what I. Yeah. There was no freedom of speech when the church ruled the West. You, you There's really no freedom of speech now. Hold on, hold on, everybody, 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 hold on. Love, put me back on screen, bro. Hold on, hold on, everybody. I muted everybody because I have the power to do that. I have the nuclear option to do that. So here is here's what I want to say before before we keep going. Okay. Number one, everybody's going to take their turn to speak, even though I really love when this happens. It's a lot of fun. It's like popcorn moments. I want to address one thing, though. Uh, first, 
my question to i don't know who your name there's just like a mask over here i'm not sure who you are i am curious though who was the person who recommended you and i just want to say thank you to that person because we need somebody like you to uh counter. well he's been waiting a long time that's why i let him in there so we that's, go okay he's due, there you go that's why you let him in i thought you knew him this is this is our agreement you have to no know I, I don't you gotta, uh... you gotta know people okay whatever whatever i don't care anymore here's the thing Okay, so the mask guy. Put my, put my hold face on. back on screen, hold on, though. Hold, hold on, so GM. people know who's boss. <laughs> hold on. Hold on, Gia. Hold on, Gia. I'm going to do that, but hold on. First first to the mask guy, and then I'm going to put your face in. To the mask guy, I have uh, this, this question. While I am probably one of the most liberal people in a lot of these uh, you know, conversations, what I do find, though, is that when you go back in time, when you have a society where everybody's killing everybody, you're not going to have that many choices between who you're going to, uh, you know, who you're going to align with or what you're going to align with as far as what system is going to keep all this shit together. So I hope that we can reach a certain understanding of maybe back then certain things had to be the way they were. And what is a good balance today to make sure things don't go chaotic on the other side? Because again, like, you have situations, like I said before, where people uh, feel like uh, they don't have that much power to speak out or criticize things that are not allowed to be criticized. And that goes all the way to, you know, you getting fired for saying the wrong thing at your workplace, on the internet, and yada, yada, yada. So you get the idea. Like, there is a lot of chaotic things that are happening on that side, and people feel like there has to be a certain amount of order. Look at the crime in New York City, for example. It's going through the roof, and people feel like there has to be a certain semblance of order. It's all about how do we balance this out. Obviously, we don't want to do what they did back then, but can you at least make some room for seeing people yearning for a little bit more order than is currently in a place like New York City, for example. So I'm going to unmute everybody, and uh, Mask Guy, uh, you start first. Okay, awesome. Just to kind of reiterate, make sure I'm understanding correctly, you're just wondering how we can bring, like, how, how religion can be used as an aspect of moral... I would say not even not even not even religion not even religion as much as okay. culture that would have a certain idea of order that people can agree upon where if somebody's I don't know if somebody's shitting on the street which okay. they're allowing New York you. City to do that that could be taken we, care of. We made those religions because of that, right? And so like those will always be ingrained into our societies whether whether it was originally meant to be a religious aspect or a dude who was like, I see so much shit going on, I just wanna write a book about it, right? So when you come down and you bring it back to like 2021 and like we have laws and we have people who uphold those laws and we have things that uh, play aspect into that that have used the morals of Christianity, I still don't feel um, it has a place for, 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 I don't know. You, you, could I ask you a question? Yeah. You asked, has anybody here lived in the Bible Belt? Yeah. And you ask that because I'm guessing your experiences growing up have been around a lot of very strict, very maybe cruel or like just unjust uh, religious practices imposed yeah. on people. Because and that's what bothers me is that like they don't care about these conversations. They don't care about whether right, or right. not the moral basis of 2021 is going to align with what we did back then. It's 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 uh, religion has become an empty subject in every aspect in the Western world. 
it is nothing but a manipulation tool, but like trying to find a better way to spread okay, it. Okay, let me ask you something. Yeah. Let me ask you something. Have you had a religious experience? I'm a very religious person. I would say I'm, I'm Christian. Uh, I believe in like, you know, all the good, the acts of the good and the righteous are beset on all sides by good men type thing. Um, but like, I've never really, uh, I've never really committed to like church and stuff like that due to the, just the corruptness of the entire thing. So then where do you stand? Because it seems like on one hand you see all the corruption and rightfully so that comes with religion, but, or, or organized religion at least, but he doesn't want to go to the gym because there's fat people there. Oh God, dude! <laughs> There's fat people at the gym. Gym is God's place. So, <laughs> I wanted to get some new speakers. So we have Chelsea, who was uh, was on the last time, but also we have a uh, uh, Chelsea Lately, who is a yeah, yeah Chelsea, <laughs> um, who is a writer for the Spectator. So I just I felt that uh, whoever wants to speak first, nice. and maybe we'll let in Crocodile after. You should uh, ask so, her about the uh, relationship stuff. Yeah, I wanted to actually get back into that, but Chelsea, whatever you have to say, and also I will let in Crocodile, um, or if uh, say Quay wants to say anything as well. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to get new speakers in here. I'll so let Chelsea those two go, go first, and then I'll jump in if I think of something. Oh sure, sure. Um, so Chelsea, uh, do you have anything to say about this conversation? No, thank you, thank you. I did. This is really interesting. I wanted to go back. I, I feel like um, what the latest speaker with the mask was um, was saying brought me back to what you were talking about earlier with Gnosticism which the, the crux of Gnosticism is the belief that the body and the soul are separate or can be separated. Or maybe the modern person would say the body and the mind. Um, but psychologically, we always think in our minds that we're better than we are. We always justify our reasonings to ourselves. And it's a big temptation to believe that you can be one person inside and a different person physically, right? So Gnosticism inevitably because of that inevitably leads to corruption of the material world because the Gnostics believe that they can achieve something better, whether that's, you know, <laughs> cyberpunk or the internet or a spiritual world or cults or whatever, it leads to a ne neglect and a degradation of the physical world, which you can see in, in art and culture and health. Um, that's and a, that, if you don't oh, no, have... No. Based Based <laughs> Thank God I have no. But this is this is kind of uh, at least from my perspective. This is kind of right. Yeah, you didn't well, let me well, finish. I'm okay, not... okay, finish. Go, go ahead, Chelsea. Go, go ahead. The point is, if you do not have an explicit um, moral compass, whether that's you know your Protestant, your Catholic religion, or your different religions that are focused on something good, you know some religions like uh, some South American religions worship demons, but you have a religion that worships something good some version of a good god then you can you can have a grounding that will stop you from, from sliding down that path but if you don't if you pretend but like you're, aren't men born you're with gonna morals? end up with narcissism like why do we need religion to have morals i feel like men are born with morals like people because, no, 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 those are the communist no. countries are tell me the results of a big yeah. atheist uh -huh. regime yeah, I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a big fan of this whole Rousseauian thing right. of uh, you know, like people being in their pure state would always just make the right decisions all the time. There needs to be some framework for people to understand how to treat each other in the beginning. I don't know if religion is the only way to do it or whatever we would call religion, but There's I do. There's people like us though can, that understand that empathy though. That's what I'm saying. Right. That, but yeah. but you're boiling this down again to the utilitarian metric of like you know Jordan Peterson or whoever like the intellectual dark, dork web well, people where it's like well it's useful for society all these kind of like, things I mean, I mean, it comes back to love 
over and over again. Hold on, one at a time, one at a time. So let's let's get Crocodile and then we'll have Sequay. Sequay. Yes. Can I answer that real quick though? Go for it. Alright, yeah, answer it real quick. I just I just I just wanted to mention um yeah, hold on, men, hold are on, there good morals. men are not born with good morals and I would like to point out to the early civilizations of the Assyrians and the Babylonians and all those sort of early civilizations. Do you know what they did to their enemies? They would butcher them. They would literally genocide people they just did not like. They would cut off the hands and feet and heads. People are born with empathy, people bro. For fun. Children literally do nice things to others just because they oh, like. They dude, have that children feeling, can that be fucking awful. Have you seen? Have you seen, have you oh, seen South Park? Children could be very awful. Yeah, but look, Have eventually those children... Hold on, but eventually those children Hi, grow up. how are you up. doing? I'm a child without a parent. It's nice to meet you. Eventually those Crazy children end up growing the, up, and they have to live... Uh, the studies of wild children who are raised by dogs, they, they do not have empathy. They are not... You have to be raised by people with empathy I mean, to gain it. Animals, have empathy, that... bro. animals take care of their own. Guys, that still doesn't make any sense. You guys, the obvious answer is that they you don't. have the potential for good and evil. But I Correct. think deeper than that, sure. everyone also has a, the, the the universality of it, the, where the hope comes in, I think, is that whether they are good or evil, everyone has the potential because they're connected to God or they're all an expression mm. of God. And that's what consciousness is. That's what well, so what I, Yes, people what are born the, in, in, in neutrality is what people are born into. They're born in neutrality, which is why when you're born, you have to get baptized. Well, so I, you can get rid of. I mean, unless guys. unless you believe that's, in the. That's a religious thing, bro. Well, there is original sin. Well, okay. Dunking so a child in water. Unless you believe in reincarnation. <laughs> the Ten Commandments are interesting. So basically, it's it's bad. nobody nobody can successfully follow the Ten Commandments, and that's kind of the. It's it is what it is. With people that have bad parents, are more. In the not in the behavioral to do bad, dude. I think that's a stigma because I mean, again, look at me. Oh, though. come on! Like I grew up, I grew up pretty poor, like waiting outside a mall food court. It's not food. poor. Hold on, let well, no, him finish. Let no, him finish. Understand? It's dirty, about bad dirty is dirty, bro. Dirty is dirty, and and poor is poor. It doesn't it's, matter who you are or what you come from, right? It's so, it's like, not because rich kind of... people can have bad parents. Yeah, and it's Ethiopians not, are incredibly fucking happy for things. But you're saying, but you're saying that. That empathy and morals are learned behavior. When I believe that it's it's engraved in our DNA to take care of the ones we love it's, and who well, we what's care the, about. What's the difference? Of, um, I mean, that that's like the actual impulse that actually leads to these religions, though, isn't it? That kind of innate uh, need for need for some kind of moral framework. That that is what that is what uh, that is what these belief this belief in God is. Like, what is the difference hmm. between uh, what is good and God? I well, because that, it's it's, it's, all he did was write it down, though. That's what I'm saying. It's a book from two, what, two thousand years ago. Well, all he did was write down what he felt was right in his heart. It wasn't that all-knowing. Uh, what God says entire, is that's right the is right. Concept of that's in, that's the entire concept. A logos. What do you mean by that? Go on. Uh, well, so the, the, the idea is that, that so that so you say that um, you say that. Somebody just wrote that down, but that is the idea that the word is God. That's what this entire idea that uh, this moral framework written down, that is how it is to be like one with God. And it's, 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 but it's, those uh, morals it's, were there before God. 
Those things were there before God. No, 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 no. But it is the case that you're telling me that an older brother watching his little four-year-old sister get raped and whatever. Wait, wait, be careful. We're on YouTube. We're on YouTube. We're on YouTube, so we gotta avoid the. We're on Twitter. I just, I just want to point out one more thing because I'm about to leave. Oh, you're gonna leave too. You see what I'm saying, though? Like, I want those morals. I want to join for that. You guys, we're the same thing. Hey, guys, they're the same thing. Everyone has a connection to God. Everyone has an inherent ability to be moral, to be loving, to be all these things. They're the same exact thing. One does not precede the other. They're both the same thing. But the question is... something to, like, an All right, hold on. The question, is, the question is, how do it we organize... Mean, hold on. Hold on. I'm using my powers again. Okay. The question for me is, how do we organize society... I mean, we could say religion because this is based on uh, religion, this particular conversation. But still, how do we organize society so that these kids that you're talking about, maybe they're more pure of heart or whatever when they're younger, but still they end up growing up into adults and they're going to be surrounded by other adults. So what would be the program here? What would be the program to enable them to understand? And I'm not talking about individuals. I'm talking about, Geo, I hear you're typing. I'm talking about in a mass scale. Oh, shit. No problem. I'm talking about in a mass scale here as far as, you know, communities go. How do we make sure that these communities are organized in such a way that people are not going to go down this tripey hole and just do all kinds of horrible things to each other that end up growing up to uh, to be like that? So uh, I'm going to unmute whoever wants to take that. Uh, take it. Yeah, I, I'm, uh, you know, I, I'd like to jump in at this point if you guys don't mind. Go for yeah, it. say quick. Go ahead, my friend. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Well, I think that um, th I mean, this is kind of introducing a like a little um, kind of uh, side stream of this, but I think it'll be useful to kind of throw these ideas in is, um, you know, St. Augustine says that uh, communities are organized around what they love. Um, and I think you can see that um, I actually wrote a piece about this a while ago um, in the history of what we consider to be curse words. So you can kind of lump it into three categories where there's uh, kind of a religious period, a, pr a proprietary period, and then like a, you could say like a compassionate period, where if you go back, you know, to the Code of Hammurabi, there's like one, some of the laws in there are death penalties for uttering certain kinds of curses against people because it's, you know, it's not a curse word like we say, it's literally a curse, like you're speaking words that curse you think will ha cause, ha. Their, cause their crops to die or something, right? Yeah. Um, so cursing's all, so from like then until you know roughly the renaissance period um cursing is religious right um uh you know in shakespeare you have zounds which is god's wounds or mary which is the virgin mary um then you get kind of the victorian period where it's all about propriety right so curse words there and this is the period we're just now coming out of the curse words there are i won't say them all because for the sake of the stream but you know they're all uh, terms related to body parts or bodily functions uh, that were considered unmentionable at that time uh, because it was all about kind of propriety uh, and respectability. And we're transitioning out of that right now. Like it's it's happened in our lifetime and it's kind of a cool thing to be around for um, where if you remember in the, I think the 2020 election primary, Beto O'Rourke like said the F word on the campaign trail during a speech, like publicly, and nobody cared. It wasn't like the end of his campaign like it would have been in the 1970s or 80s. Like that would have been it for him if he'd said that in the 70s or 80s publicly. Um, but nobody cared. But it, think about if he'd said like the N word, right? That'd be the ball game. Um, yeah, so Jonathan Pichot had a good point about this recently. It would have been hilarious so, if he did that though. Wait, wait, hold, let, let, him, let him finish. Let him finish. 
Go, go yeah, for it. so we've transitioned into this period where we've gone from God being sacred to kind of propriety um, and, and, you know, mor sexual morality specifically being sacred to this period of kind of the marginalized being sacred. And you can actually, like, draw a line, I think, from uh, from Christianity. Like, these are all outgrowths of Christian ideas, in my opinion. Um, you know, a lot of that's in René Girard, that, like, the idea of the sacred marginalized or the sacred victim comes from Christianity. So I think in some sense, when you're arguing, like, oh, how much, you know, of our problem is that we've gotten away from Christianity, like, Christianity fix, like, at some point, like, I think it's on some level, you're like a fish talking, trying to have a debate about water, because I think so much of the way we think and the way our culture is built is based on, like, outgrowths or, in some cases, corruptions of Christian ideas. Um, so, yeah, that was just kind of the, the point I wanted to introduce and that I wanted to make is that... Lev, you said... Hold yeah. up. Lev, you said community, right? A sense of community through yeah. religion? Yeah, Why it's built, you... around what we, built around what we love, and I think yeah. now we've come to love the idea of the marginalized, so everyone wants to claim the idea of the marginalized, Along with that comes this idea of total self-definition, right? That uh, that existence precedes essence for humanity. So the project of your life is self-creation, and anything that inhibits that is bad. Yes. And I think yes. that's where we that... are. And I, that is a corruption of a Christian idea, I think. But I think that's where we are. And if all you love is the ideal of self-creation, you're not going to have a community. Because if the community is based on the love of the self, that's a contradiction in terms. Well, this is what Heidegger right, so, said with the community of mortals. I mean... That Here's my complete rebuttal to this. Here's my utter rebuttal wait, wait, to this. Wait, 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 wait. Let me just say that. Wait, but but also I think uh, the masked uh, the masked gentleman also had a response to that first. So uh, to uh, Mr. Quay. So uh, masked gentleman, would there be any? No, no, he no he literally he his second part was exactly what I was going to say. It's all good. I'll all right, go. all right. So here's my thing, right? So just in terms of actual psychology, what you are experiencing is a simulation generated inside of your mind and you're not directly perceiving reality and you might argue panpsychism but if you just look at other people I, I can we can touch back on that it doesn't matter but if you look at other people you can see cognitive dissonance when they are not coherent and in line with reality and their predictions about reality do not come true so that's a that's a phenomena that i observe so the thing i'm kind of getting at with this is that the idea that you can completely define yourself and hold on King Salmon apparently went uh, downstream <laughs> for here. So. Whoa. Anyways, <laughs> I wanted to say that uh, to Quay. Um, wait, Crocodile, let me just hold off for a minute. Um, that was a brilliant point. I agree 100%. Well, up until the end, I think that the corruption of Christianity is an important point of contention. In but what you were saying about um, the, the Jordian sacred vict victim, but also the changing of language and how sort of we're seeing this discursive turn along with the societies of control, whereas I would argue this cult of victimization is a much more effective means of policing discourse Preach. than anything else. Um, so that Preach. was a brilliant point. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was a brilliant point, Quay. Um, you have to come on BTR. Uh, Definitely. Proper, yes. At a uh, follow Quay so, at a Hemming Quay. Can I make a quick suggestion? Uh, I love that. About, about Excellent. the meta of this? I don't know yeah, if this yeah, is something ahead. you guys are interested in, but it might, I've seen Twitter spaces that apparently they're like kind of trying to talk about serious topics or whatever. I mean, usually it's some woke shit, but they get like thousands of listeners from just people accessing the Twitter space. I wonder if you guys could try marketing this with a different title, a different thing. If you guys could end up getting like 
thousands of listeners eventually. Ah. Well, unfortunately, the, the, we risk it getting banned if that happens. Maybe if uh, we have a, a title Tur- Turkey like, Tom comes in. Well, no, I mean, look, yeah. as long as they subscribe to YouTube, patreon.com slash break the rules, become a patron today. Who's uh, listening to this right now? <laughs> and uh, and uh, YouTube.com. Okay, YouTube, it's uh, breaktherules.tv. That's where you go, breaktherules.tv. That's going to bring you right into the YouTube channel. And I also have the link over here above in this uh, conversation. I mean, people have been posting so many things here, but I hope you can see the link over here. It still says Tishray because of the cache. But uh, it's not Tishrei. I've changed the uh, stream. Uh, hopefully, we're going to be able to have Tishrei on later on. But uh, I think that we may be uh, wrapping it up pretty soon because I uh, want to... Uh... Never mind. Listen. Uh, final hey, thoughts. I just, just want to answer your clip. Yes. I want to answer your question. You asked, like, what exactly can we do? Yes. I think America is actually a very, very good example. So the way that I see the freedom of America is that we have like really, really solid contingency military things that are like keeping everyone alive. And pretty much that allows every single other person, which is the vast majority, to just like fuck around all day to incredible extremes. Um, So that's a pretty good basis to begin with. Uh, And then secondly, yeah, I think we should focus on love and just have, you know, loving individuals like special ops and stuff like that (laughs) to handle any fuckery that threatens the world the united the united states department of love straight up and energy that sounds terrifying (laughs) um (laughs) what does love mean in this in this situation though because right now means the government fucking your ass sorry ministry ministry (laughs) exactly i mean right now this all the horrible stuff that's going on is in this kind of antichrist mode where it's all based on love and quote-unquote empathy empathy is the biggest one yeah yeah exactly and that 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 word has been so fucking corrupted it's like that is the antichrist uh catchphrase and so this idea of self-actualization actually that thing that, that that is that is the kind of uh, endpoint of this kind of Gnostic idea, mm. I think, where everybody's atomizing so much, where everybody is their own demiurge, where you're creating your own uh, and that's, like, corrupted yeah. version of yourself. And that's kind well, of that was my whole cool. point that got cut off, which was that your internal simulation can be reprogrammed to a certain extent, but there is an objective reality which constitutes both your internal simulation and the objective external world, and that's why you can see cognitive dissonance and coherence people running into brick walls so like the entire thing of creating a matrix of lies causing cognitive dissonance on a mass scale like i've already sorted this out right yeah, i wanted i wanted to I totally yeah i wanted to get yeah. uh before we go um mitch has been waiting patiently yeah. also my mitch mitch, uh, so mitch mitch mcconnell are, are we on yeah have the, the mitch mcconnell west but not kentucky okay. Sorry, Total man. <laughs> but, um... okay mitch <laughs> uh, go ahead my friend but um no, on the, on the topic of morality, I feel like a lot of it stems from this sort of, um, you, you, the Greeks called it hubris, right? Where you, you put your, you elevate yourself to the point of realizing that you control everything with your destiny. You understand, you, you basically supplant yourself as God. And at the end of the day, that's, that was the original sin is that Adam and Eve believed they were equal to God, which is why they fell. It was hubris. Yeah, That's and you can't, point. You, even, even if you kill God and try and steal the power of creation itself, what better thing are you going to create than love? So, like, what is all this transhumanism, metaverse nonsense going to achieve? Because they can't create, they cannot create anything better than love, 
and so therefore, like they cannot win. They're at war against that which they want. Um, but then, but I then there, that, there was uh, a Eve was yeah. Adam and Eve were thrown out because they opened an OnlyFans. Let's give the floor to Flight Astro, my good friend. Welcome, uh, Flight Astro. We were dying, and uh, we also have our, my other good friend Diego Supremacist, but he, he's a listener. Uh, shout out to my boys. Uh, shout out to Joe, who's been listening. Uh, shout out to oh, Gahul is in here as well. Um, shout out to Spen. You, um, who is that? Yeah, Spendo Kush. You've been here for a long time. Uh, so yes, Flat yeah. Astro, please. Then we have to do Snooper, Snooper <laughs> chats. And uh, Chelsea, maybe you wanted to say something. Um, my cute new fall. Hello, my cute new fall. I'm not gonna do the Paul Scholas bullshit. Yeah. Flat Astro. Cute new follower. Um, it would be so awesome, by the way, if we right actually if we actually had cameras so we could see all the people too. But uh, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm well, sure people who... would love doxing <laughs> themselves on, on Twitter. Hey, I'd be more concerned about the goatee. Gnostic informant. Just tell Steph that I really appreciate his work on emotional intelligence, uh, and just the simple fact that people don't even know that their emotions are telling them things. Like it would seem yeah. that it was obvious. Oh, also, For before sure. we go, I want to give uh, Gnostic a, a final word because he is also a guest on the list. But mm. Astro, please take it, my good friend. my One of my best I, friends on Twitter. Ah, uh, Gio. Uh, dude, you just got me so pumped by saying that. Uh. Thanks. Let me... Are you guys uh. signing off, though? Because I wanted to ask a question. Uh, sure. Segue into sure. A you, can, you can ask the question. The only thing that I would do before the question is I would say once again, all the people, listen, all the people who are watching this on Twitter right now, share the live stream that's on YouTube to all the people you know. And we're also on Odyssey, so be sure to uh, go to Odyssey and subscribe there as well. I mean, you could look at the break. The Tell your friends you were in a big, important stream. You got to talk. And you yes. got to listen in on history. Yes, right yes, now. yes, exactly. And uh, one last thing before that. Let's see. Is there a last thing? Uh, no, there isn't. Go for it. Oh wait, wait. There is. There do is. You, Sorry, do, I forgot. You I forgot. Ahead. Hold on. One final thing I wanted to say is we have gotten confirmation that uh, in the middle of January we are going to have a person who is well respected in BTR back. So we are going to have uh, Lord Miles coming back and guess who's yeah. guess who he's gonna be speaking with geo alexander bard oh my god that is gonna be awesome they they both are aware of each other they, they would love to speak so anyway astro go oh, ahead oh wow uh so do you guys oh you got cut off there i can't do you guys think nihilism and moral relativism are interchangeable, or yes. do you think one caused the other? One causes the other. I think one causes the other. It was a systematic. Yeah. Nihilism, moral relativism, subjectivity, atheism is basically all just Satanism, and you end up feeling like shit and dying. Exactly. Yes. yes. Yeah. My question is, I don't think... Somebody earlier, like a, like a long time ago, said that nihilism was poison. And of course it is, but... I said that. Yeah, and I don't disagree with you, but the thing about nihilism is like, it's not... I don't see it as like a mindset that certain people hold that, uh, that perpetuates itself because of the, 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 the perspective these people have. And I don't think it can be 
I don't think it can be combated with an alter alternative mindset. I actually have a really good answer for you. Jordan Peterson's book, Maps of Meaning, explores this. And we actually have brain systems. So it's not facts versus feelings. It's literally that um, facts and feelings go hand in hand. The way your brain works is that you can philosophize yourself into nihilism or nihilism can lead you to a philosophy. They're effectively um, like the information that you take in and your mental models uh, plug into systems that regulate your emotions. Yeah, one one thousand percent. I totally agree with that. But the thing is, is like, it's not like one dude uh, uh, reasons himself into nihilism and then it, that idea spread. It's like nihilism gripped the people of a certain epoch, and then that sort of gotten handed down and perpetuated itself throughout the generations. So, like, yes, yeah, of course, it's a negative feedback loop, which I feel like is what you're saying with Jordan Peterson. But yeah, say quick. Go ahead. Sure. Yeah, I'll just be quick. But like, I don't think. I mean, nihilism in the sense of like you know having a label on it as like a branch of continental philosophy or whatever certainly has like an origin point, a particular epoch. But I think if you're looking at it from a cosmic perspective, like nihilism is as old as as old as time. Like if you look at the uh, biblical creation story versus the um, creation stories in kind of the surrounding pagan tribes and in, and in really most other other um, societies, uh, most of the other societies have what's called a succession myth um, where, you know, the chief god is Kronos and he's overthrown by Zeus or the uh, the chief god uh, gods are Apsu and Tiamat and they're overthrown by Marduk or something like that. So you have this idea of a succession myth. Um, you know, Baal is a successor god who, overthrews, who overthrows um, a previous god, but you know, in the Christian one, there is no succession myth. So you have this idea that like right down to the very like most fundamental bedrock of reality is this principle that is goodness and truth and beauty and justice. Whereas if you have a, a creation myth that is a succession myth, like I think I think you're basically you've basically embraced nihilism on some level because there's this idea that like strength is what ought to be worshipped, like you know, Zeus, by the very definition of the fact that he had to overthrow a previous god, is not the Alpha and Omega, is not the ground of being, is not the embodiment and fountain of truth, justice, beauty, and goodness, right? But, so at uh, that point, you... Yes, exactly. That goes back to Carl Jung and literally archetypes and mimetic warfare. Carl Jung said something along the lines of, weak men are afraid to admit that the gods are real. And basically, Jesus overthrew the entire Roman Empire pantheon and so, like, what you have is a bunch of gods, old gods, demons, angels, spirits, muses. Uh, all of that is real. You are literally doing bad. You know, you're like that's Jungian psychology is that you're doing battle with living psychic entities, and they're either going to possess you and control your life, or you're going to learn to get with what's happening and, like, you know, do battle. I guess like a great man. And I don't know. I, well, 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 uh, yeah, like, what do we? What do we do now, though? Like, what? What is our? What is our? Uh, what is our choice here? Like, what path forward do we have to to, to combat nihilism? Because you can combat nihilism in your own life, but like, do the Wim Hof method. That's the. Uh, you believe that? I took a cold shower. Depression. I mean, I think to answer your question, like, you believe that, like what I said, you believe that. At the ground, at the ground of being is 
um, an entity that is truth, goodness, and beauty itself. That right. that's what has the last word. That when you see through everything else and you see reality at its most ultimate, it is yeah. truth, goodness, beauty, justice, think, and love. Yeah, and then yeah, you live but, into but that. Offer, yeah, yeah, but that's like that, yo, dude. I, I really I, like I wanna, what you were I want to give you something real you can use, okay? So the Wim Hof breathing method hacks into your brain and it basically turns off depression. Well, I actually found about depression is that you actually have to uh, give your emotions what they're looking for. They're telling you that you have something you need to address. So you have to once again go into objective reality. <laughs> how you will, that's how you will conquer depression, not not through uh, pharmaceuticals or any of that stuff. Um, but I was going to say that. Yeah, but, the, yeah, but bro. Back to God again. Yo, you're, you're totally right, but what you're doing with Wim Hof breathing is you're just re-centering yourself in your body and and, it, and it's not your mind and you're taking control of your emotions so I think any sort of practice like that, I would advocate any sort of practice that like well, re-centers you in, in yes. regulating, also, uh, regulating your emotions breathing or what drugs it also, what it also started, though. Well, hold on, I gotta, the need they're telling you about I gotta get into this, hold on what, else, what it's ended up starting was for those who are not aware, I mean the people in the BTR chat you are all already really aware of this, but for the people here on Twitter maybe not, I started having the, um, the spinal fluid kundalini whatever you want to call it, starting to move up and down since I started doing all these breathing techniques and again, like all the uh, yogic uh, books and things like that, they describe this as being this process of this energy, you know, this uh, tantric energy being transmuted up through your spine into the uh, into the third eye, and then ends up having this meeting with the divine and things like that. And that hasn't happened yet, but it does feel like ever since this has happened, there is this process that has slowly been uh, going on physically in the back of the spine. And I do see a lot of references in terms of ver various uh, various works of uh, religious art, if we're talking about those uh, bird men with the pine cones and that tree, or even, you know, the more recent things like the uh, Rod of Caduceus and uh, various things that point to there just being like this tower and two things around, two things uh, s side by side, like the tower of, uh, uh, what, J Jachin and Bose, I think that's called, uh, and then the Temple of Solomon. Or you would have other examples of these two opposites that you have to balance in between. And same thing in this uh, tantric practice where you have supposedly these three nadis these three pillars inside and you have to move it move this energy through the central pillar in order for it to get up so whether or not this happens with me i don't know but it is an interesting thing that's currently going on where i can actually testify to yes there is a liquid i mean in my spine. i think apotheosis the goal like are we speaking apotheosis here because like that's the hell i think i think quay Maybe not in this well, lifetime, Queen... maybe to a certain extent. I mean, I don't think it has to be a one-and-done deal in this particular life. That's the other thing, by the way, that I find strange. When, uh, the way I see know. it is that I, I have a soul, which is an extension of God. So, like, if that is me putting due perspective on, like, yes, like, God is within me and everything, um, but my individual personal soul is, like, a, a different kind of thing, um, where I can like ach I can achieve enlightenment or whatever, but still give due respect to Jesus. Well, yeah. I, that's a good point. But also, Quay, you brought up a good point about how this is uh, as old as time itself in terms of nihilism, uh, or rather disenchantment. Like there is that one line from uh, the Dialect of Enlightenment about the uh, story of um, 
Odysseus blinding the Cyclops. That's like a con, you know, instrumental reason conquering myth. But I wanted to get everyone a chance to speak. So Chelsea, you had something to say. Crocodile had something to say. But also before we get to you two, um, I let in Ian and Gahul. So uh, and we got and we got to do some uh, super chats as well. And then after super chats, we got to rush this. So uh, Gahul, do you want to go first, and then Ian? Hey guys, I'm gonna before you go. I'm just gonna hop off. I'd never heard of BTR before. I don't know why this was recommended to me, but I just hopped in, and it's been a really cool ass conversation. And I'd love to uh, thank, talk to you guys. Thank some you so time. much. Well, thank you. We out, have to get you on. Out, follow uh, me back and check out the channel. And uh, uh, check us out. Check out the channel. That's uh, BreakTheRules.tv. We did many many episodes, and I'm sure uh, there's gonna be a lot of uh, great things to come with us uh, and yourself. So. Uh, Thank you so much for uh, being and we here have to and bring participating. You on the way, so yeah. Love, maybe yeah. yeah. Sounds good. We'll yeah, it. I followed you both back. Excellent. Excellent. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Love. What's up? I had uh, this Kundalini awakening experience about a year ago, and for the past year, I've been following it. And every sign, sort of, you know how you like, you feel something's gonna happen. Uh, I, I've been like following that for a year, and every single sign has pointed to sort of a complete union, becoming one flesh with. A woman and it's sort of like combined uh, the Bible and Eastern uh, spirituality for me sort of a combination of um, the uncreated feminine divine and the Word of God so like check out my account I've been tweeting about it like crazy for like I don't know maybe two weeks I started getting back into Twitter so check it out bro if uh, yeah. DM me if you have uh, have, have, hey, uh, have you yeah, have, brother. Heaven, yeah. have you ever heard the word Dizigy? Dizigy? no Look up the word syzygy. I think it's S Y Z. Uh, oh yeah, that's in, the, that's in the that's in the Kabbalah. Yeah, yeah, syzygy. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That's right. So, uh, Gahul, you're next, and then Crocodile. Oh wait, hold on. Before Gahul, before Gahul or Crocodile, I have one last thing to say. Hold on, I have one last thing to say, right, Gahul. Sorry, I'm stepping on you here, but there's one last thing that I just wanted, and we could focus on this for another episode of BTR because these are a lot of fun, by the way. I really love these, but uh, it is interesting to think about the feminine aspect of uh, whether we're talking about the fourth element of the uh, Trinity in Christianity whether the feminine energy has been neglected within uh, the uh, modern uh, revealed faiths. So that could be just like... No, the, the, <laughs> we run on the feminine energy. What are you talking about, Lev? Evola was 100% right. Never mind, never mind. Gahul, you're up next, my good friend. Well, don't be talking about no feminine energy. That doesn't sound too cool to me, but... <laughs> no, I'm talking about like, like the tantric um, practices. You guys okay. talk a lot about nihilism and... It's something that you deal with a lot in, like, day-to-day -day life. Not just with, like, it's, it's easy to fall into traps of nihilism, both mentally and, like, you know, spiritually, obviously, as you guys talk about. One of the things I don't think gets brought up enough is just how, like, damaging it is to, like, friends and family to see them fall into nihilism. I don't know. There's not really a good solution to stopping people from falling into traps of it. What the fuck is that noise? That, like, it's like a like this serious, like, spiritual drumbeat. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is, but no, I don't know. I just didn't. When you talk about nihilism and coming and going through Christ, it's the right way to do it, obviously. But for a lot of people, you know, taking right steps and showing them how to do breathing stuff, like you were talking about, or even just like getting jobs and like going outside and like not being a shut in, that can remove yourself from nihilism a lot. Because I mean, I nihilism. Have, is, I have a manly spiritual answer. 
So what happens is you fuck up and you get horribly wounded over and over and over again until you sort your shit out. So it just naturally solves itself, thank God. Right, right. I think one of the reasons why nihilism is so prevalent nowadays, especially with people like younger people, is, I don't know, it's just, I don't know, maybe it's just because there's a lack of, maybe for guys especially, a lack of employment leaves a lot of time on your hands. And the more time you spend overthinking things um, will lead you down nihilism sometimes if you're not spiritually guided, obviously. Yeah, that's true. I think the more time you spend dwelling on things, it allows your mind to go to darker places and become more depressed and anxious. So maybe oh, just maybe just the bre- being... bread and circuses is a good thing. Could that be? Uh, well... Only very few can handle the neat life. Only very few creative people. <laughs> you, you, really, uh, you have to be very a certain. Well, if it, if you're a true creative type, a neat life isn't even a neat life. It's just you doing what you're supposed to be doing with your life. You know. Exactly. Thank you, Kahul. You understand. Yeah. You understand. Yeah. But 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 how many people even have examples of that shit? That's the problem. Not a lot of people have examples to follow as far as why how to lead a good life. Like who has very inspirational parents or family? Okay. This is the other thing, by the way. I re- I'm very lucky to have a very good family, and I don't know if this is the case for a lot of people. Like, one thing I'm thinking about is, hell, maybe most families are just really fucked up. I don't know. Is this uh, is this correct or no? I, I don't know. Everyone needs to go to Patreon and give them money because we're providing, well, they're providing. I'm just an asshole. But oh, they're yeah. providing mentorship and hope. Go, also, check out Jonathan Peugeot talking about how cursing is uh, taking things and making them profane, like abusing the sacred. Hmm. But like well, speaking, it's, speaking, it's of Peugeot, thank you. speaking of Peugeot, speaking of Peugeot, thank you. Speaking of Jonathan Peugeot, go ahead, love. Tell them. Tell okay. Them what we're gonna do. Sticks, Hex, and Hammer, six, 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 and Jonathan Peugeot this Thursday. Debate Christianity versus paganism. It is happening. Gosh. It is happening. I am very excited. Oh, it's gonna be a eight a.m. Eight a.m. Breakthe-rules.tv. That's where you go. Subscribe to uh, Odyssey as well, and uh, subscribe to Facebook. Did you know that Break the Rules is on Facebook? Of all places, yes, it is. So go there, find it on Boomer Book. On Metaverse Boomer Book, book. Metaverse Book, exactly. Think we're gonna about- have this. We're gonna have these spaces in the Metaverse one day. So, uh, <laughs> Kundalini, final thoughts. The Gnostic, uh, I, and then I super chats, and then su- super chats. We got to do super chats. May I, um, so the way I want, I want to, I want to speak to uh, to the point that I think Quay made about um, about comparing Christianity. To these other ideas and i think i think if we want to trace this to a more modern or our modern age is this post enlightenment idea right so we're, we're we're in this kind of secular enlightened age but if you ask me a lot of this nihilism stuff does stem from that that is like the evolution of that nihilistic idea and that's where it is again that antichrist thing where it's masquerading as this kind of like uh secular but still based on christian values but um, I, I think a lot of this stuff does come from France, from, uh, specifically the, the specifically the specifically the uh, the, uh, the the I'm a French the a French uh, like with like Robespierre and stuff and like a Marquis de Sade and I, I kind of think a lot of this stuff I think Marquis de Sade was really that kind of like anti John the Baptist where he really predicted everything that's going to be going on. And, you know, well, and that that goes back to the Bavarian Illuminati with Adam Weishaupt. Hundred percent. He designed yeah. pseudo pseudo mystical jargon because people want the mystery. But he was just like, we're just going to bullshit them and then wage war against God, and we're well, just like, going to the manipulation of language and the confusion of signifier and signified to just. Right, fuck. right. But that's. France sucks. 
but but the, the, that, that's why I, I would say is that is that is that a lot of stuff is based on Marquis de Sade because he really he he wasn't very mystified. I mean, he 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 laid out in detail all his perverse desires and stuff, and I think we're seeing that right now. There was a space, or there's been multiple spaces with like with like Radcliffe and Hitler and stuff. You know, like with with like women talking about how disgusting and hellish porn is right now, and it totally is like a Desadian kind of world. So. I think where we're in right now is the kind of logical mm. endpoint of the enlightenment. I got, I got a bit of a, I got a bit of a counter to it. In white coats, I got to have a metal wiener sacrament. I got a bit of a counter to this though. Well, so, even if you read a, oh, go ahead, love. So my counter to this is if you're thinking about, let's say, uh, pre-revolutionary France, they used to do these very you know, casual get-togethers where they used to. Uh, uh, drink um, I don't know, tea and eat bread or frogs or whatever the hell they ate. And they used to watch people being tortured on the rack, you know, on the wheel, you know, having their limbs torn to shreds. And that was, this is was just like a basic thing. Hold on. Damn, open app again. Hold on, I'm getting back in there. Hold on. Reconnect the space. I think hey, he's, uh, I'm back. I think he's a uh, blue Matt, did you cut out? Yes, I'm back. I am back. Everything is fine. So, oh, sorry. okay, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know where I cut off, but I'm just going to say that the people in pre-revolutionary France, they were just sitting down, drinking tea or whatever, watching people on the rack getting their limbs torn. And this was like a very casual thing. Today, people wouldn't really accept this. They would see this as being barbaric, which it is. So as far as where do we place what is considered to be degenerate? Well, you would think that scene is barbaric, but if you look at French cinema and look at French art for the last twentieth century, that uh, that symptom of torture, especially it's, it's Middle Europe, is a lot of this, like Italy, France, uh, some Germans as well. All of us films throughout most of the last the twentieth century have been very, very torture heavy, um, especially yes, in France. Yeah. Like that is that is like that like. Yeah, they're yeah, not but literally that's, doing anymore, but they're fulfilling that desire. Yeah, but that's, that's, still, I'm not sure that, but that's still a big difference, I'd say, as far as desire versus uh, actually doing the thing. I think that there is well, not, no, not no, a I small mean, difference. Why do you think me and Gahul wants deathmatch wrestling? Exactly. Come on. Exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, in a sense, you're right, but it's it's interesting that it's only France and a certain other areas of yeah. Europe that produces an art house film, whereas most other parts of the world, I mean, mm. Korea, I guess, too, but... By the way, I love... You know, it's not Korea I, especially has that yeah. as well. Yeah, they, they do. And J well, Japan, so, Japan well, to a certain well, extent. What I would say to that is the idea, or so, uh, so I'm saying, so these kind of post-alignment ideas, not just of Marquis de Sade, but because he was in the middle of the French Revolution watching Robespierre, because, like, Robespierre is the the kind of model of what would later be Hitler, Stalin, Paul, or, uh, Pol Pot. So, so, we, so we see that we are in this new era, this new post-enlightenment era where um, this this death and destruction that was always there, of course, I'm not saying it was better before, but now it's much more industrialized. It's much more uh, sophisticated. It's under this veneer of... Uh, yes, of separation. Yes. There's at least one layer of separation where it's, it's fictional or even if it's not fictional, it's, it's, not, it's not happening to me directly or I didn't cause it, you know. But it's still the act of viewing and observing and deriving entertainment from... Someone else is suffering in this sense. Mm. Well, but, the, well, then, but then, then, then the question is: Hold on, hold on. Yeah. I, I, have, I have something I got to say here. This is then the question, and this is actually very appropriate. This is a question of how do we go through the muck of all the shocking things that are seen? Because I'm sure everybody's familiar with the shock sites like uh, Goat Say. I'm sure everybody knows the Goat Say man, right? So, uh, Gia, when did you see Goat Say man for the first time? Oh, I saw that way back in like 
like the inter- Encyclopedia Dramatica days, it had to have been like I don't know, t- 2008. How, how old were you? Well, back in my day, when I was the real, the real old people over here, back, back in, in my day. <laughs> yes. So, so I saw Goat Say around 2003. So. <laughs> When I was downloading it off the LimeWire. <laughs> so, but but what I did is I transmuted that. Hold on, Gio. No, it's funny, like... No, go on. Go on. I got something I want to say about Gotse Man, but first, uh, finish your point. <laughs> All right, I'm going to talk... No, well, my point's a bit long. Okay. I was just going to... Oh, fuck! Go ahead, Lab. Okay, oh. okay, here's... Okay, so how I transmuted this, you know, the scarring from seeing the Gotse Man... From seeing this this dark hole, tub girl. You know, yeah, tub. Okay, how I transmuted that because that is in a way like the opposite of the light that you would get from the third eye. It's a brown eye. But anyway, it's like this gapping brown <laughs> eye. But anyway, here's oh, how. No. Here's how I transmuted this. <laughs> uh, I recently found this document that I wrote in 2000, uh, 2003, and it's the uh, hold on. Somebody's breathing into the mic. And I want total quiet here. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to mute everybody using my power. So here we go. Okay. So what I what I decided to do is this. I did a movie. I wrote a movie, not did a movie. I wrote a movie about the Goat Say Man. But I think I only wrote what I have here, which is the chapters of the movie. So I wanted to first write the chapters of the movie and then eventually write the movie about the Goat Say Man. His name would have been Bob Goat Say. And uh, so... Uh, here, here are the chapters. Goat say needs no introduction. Meat grinder, catching a burglar, the incident with the goat, uh, the escape, blind for life, the discovery, mafia's advice. So I basically wanted Goat say to have something with the Italian mafia, like there would have been some kind of a connection there. Uh, overnight sensation. What? Yes. Overnight sensation. Gaps make money. First show. My name is Goatsay, in the money, bail me out. Goatsay, in the gap. Uh, let's see, jail time blues, 10 years later, freedom calls, wild change, the giver. You remember Geo on Goatsay.cx, they would have like the giver, the receiver, and uh, anyway. Oh, God. Yes, fame no more, fake death, I want recognition, the true gap, conclusion ending credits. So, the true gap, that sounds kind of like, um, you remember those meme posts, the ones with the iceberg, and they, like, go down with the various conspiracy theories? The true gap, that would be, like, at the end of the, uh, Goat Say Iceberg conspiracy. So, anyway, I'm on everybody. Lev, you muted everyone just to tell them <laughs> your, your, uh, your howling, howling, um, Allen Ginsberg goat poetry. <laughs> But she coming out, buddy. So uh, I think we should go to super chats. Uh, yeah, let's, we'll, let's go to. We have to do a stream with you as well, my friend. Um, I want uh, I want to talk to you about pro wrestling. I want to talk to you about different things. Well, oh before before I have to leave, but I want to say Merry Christmas to everyone. I have to Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. On his channel. Merry Christmas, my friend. Merry Christmas, I hope you get all you wish for and you get to spend time with your family. Peace, everyone. Peace and love. Mm. All right, so we got we got some super chats. And Gnostic Informer, I hope you're here with us because some of these are directed uh, towards you, I believe. So here we go. I'm here. So, excellent. So, uh, Fur Panada, $5. What's your take on Glorian Publishing, the Gnostic, te- the Gnostic Teachings podcast? Have you guys heard of him? 
Gnostic, Gnostic teachings? Yes, Glory in publishing the Gnostic teachings podcast. I don't know what this is. This was the super chat. I don't know. Uh, I might have heard yeah. of them. I just can't think of them right now. But yeah, mm. I don't know. Matt. I have to look into it. All right, no problem. Next, the ABC one two three four five six three nine nine five dollars. Geo, how did you become so based? Asking for a friend. The bassist chose me. I did not choose to be based. It came upon me. Uh, I, my father, actually. I attribute a lot of my bassness to my father. So, Excellent. Believe it or not, I know he's a bass boomer. Uh, and, and soon, actually, we're going to set up the debate yeah. uh, between me and my father over a certain nation in the Middle East. But uh, During that anyways, debate, I would love, Harris, I would love that debate to start. I would love for your father to put on the goofy mask and to just take, like, the bell to walk into your room and say, it's goofy time. That's how the debate's going to start. <laughs> oh, my God. Everything, everything's a meme. <laughs> oh, no. Next. Oh, boy. Next, because he's going to whip your ass when it comes to Israel. Someone said in the chat, Jay Dyer versus gnostic informant if we could get jay dyer on that would be a no yeah, i think somebody said jay dyer versus the goat say man is that that oh, I... <laughs> did i misread that or did somebody yes yes yeah wait yeah no oh gnostic fellow wait nobody said that that was just in my head oh shit that's not that good in your head, Bob. Yes. <laughs> you're disassociating you're going into a um i think one of your altars is fronting <laughs> Yeah, you know exactly. What? You know, yeah. we sh actually, we could theoretically like pay a lot of money to Kirk Johnson, who is the guy who is the Goatay man, to do a stream with us. I think we can, you know, we could like buy, you know, uh, you know, for his regular operations or whatever he has to go through right now. I mean, you think like you do that much damage, and anyway, um, I wonder if we could have another stream with Tishrei. If we, that's probably a, <laughs> I don't know. That would have been good. I was looking forward to it, but I guess it didn't. It, it was, the cost by, by, the way, by the way, the best stream. But it's amazing how we had this conversation. Yes, this is a gr great conversation. By the way, the best stream, the best stream would be Jay Dyer versus Goat Say's actual like gaping asshole, which is just go like wah 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 wah. Let <laughs> read the super chats, please. Don't just please. Would it go, go through Wumbo? Like Wumbo face added to it? Oh my god. <laughs> Next super chat, like all for the love of God. Jay Dyer would like wear like the the exorcism. Uh, you oh no. <laughs> like. The power of Christ compels you. The power of Christ compels you. And the, and, and, and the goat say again. Please, don't, don't dig yourself, please. No. I, I rebuke you. I rebuke you. Um, you pour holy water on you, dude. Now, there, there is an allegation. I mean, like, me like sprays holy guys. water into the... Okay, never mind. Okay. Uh, next. Don't. Go, 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 go. I wanted to read a quote from... Young Chilhan, but that's never gonna happen. Uh, go ahead. Man, okay. Next, we're gonna have, um, okay. Constellations Constantinople, $5. Gnostic is right. The church was the original cancel culture. Canceling lives rather than Twitter accounts. Him and Geo should have a formal debate. Maybe, I don't know. If well, you're that interested. was modern hermeticist. Yeah. yeah could... Well, maybe, I don't know, Gnostic, if you're interested, we could do a Patreon-only formal debate what do you think no that sounds like fun dude i'm down for that excellent excellent thank you i look forward to that after the israel or we could have a public one with tag team i could bring someone 
Gnostic could bring some. Sure, we, yeah, we could do that yeah. too. Yeah, can, I'm definitely down for that. And you know, it's not about winning the debate. It's about both of us getting our arguments out uninterrupted until we educate people. You know what I'm saying? Yes. All right, excellent. And the friends we made along the way. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. We have to bring in classic theists against. Uh, how do they say? Uh, classic theists versus. How, how do they say? By the way, in the uh, memory TV, you know, maybe the real jihad was the friends we made along the way. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Jord eight ninety nine. If you smoke enough methamphetamine. Oh, no, no, before that, Tux loves you. I can't believe I forgot. Tux loves you. $5. <laughs> Don't forget to sneed those super chats. That's right. Like, one, when I'm That's reading right. the super chats right it now. It never gets old. Yeah, there's an opportunity to sneed more. Anyway, then uh, George yeah. says for eight ninety nine euros, if you smoke enough amphetamine, you realize that time is a spiral and it works both ways. Very true. <laughs> Not that <laughs> I would know. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're not on enough Vivance for that, Gio. <laughs> I've dumped my dose, actually. It's wearing off. I, lo I love this comment from Facile Goose. And if you gaze in too long into the goat say, the goat say uh, stares back at you. <laughs> I love how Facile Goose, he's a loyal listener, but he's a total asshole to me on Twitter. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a, he's, a, he's a silly goose. Well, what can you say? Next. We have. Oh, no. uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I love it when a when a cop woman calls a man that. That's amazing. Yes. Yo, you silly goose. Ne next, um, we have uh, okay another one from George for eight ninety nine euros. Is Geo going to address the controversy around his name being found in Epstein's big blue book? <laughs> <laughs> um. Listen. Listen. Yeah. How how are those how are those massages, Geo? Everyone knows I love Mommy GFs, and, and Ghislaine just came to me one night saying, you're going to be a big, important uh, content creator, uh, e-celebrity. And uh, Peter Thiel is also uh, – nah, never mind. I can't, I can't disclose the court documents. I can't. <laughs> but uh, let's just say that Ghislaine um, fulfilled all of my Mommy GF fantasies, and uh, I regret nothing. Okay, I regret nothing. <laughs> so there you go. Excellent. Next, uh, man, Jord is on fire. Jord sending two more super chats for eight ninety nine euros. Thank <laughs> you so much. Okay. Oh, God. Ever since I started drinking my own spinal fluid, a whole, <laughs> a whole, a whole new world of possibilities has opened up for me. Oh Lord! Thank you. Oh, uh, apparently, uh, the spinal fluid uh, it drains or something when you take LSD. Like, or it depletes or something. Yeah, oh, well, I, I never took LSD. Oh, yeah, like, I, I've heard if people crack their back funny, they'll, like, have another trip. Yeah, something yeah. like that. No, I never took LSD. I only took the Terrence McKenna heroic dose of mushrooms one time. Yeah, with, me too. Yeah, with my, uh, with my girlfriend. At the, at the, sorry, Gio. I, don't mean to, I know that came Was it the, like, the, the Chinese or Japanese one? Chinese. Chinese girlfriend. Oh, okay. Was it yeah. Laotian? It was in the, No, it was... Uh, <laughs> No, I, man, there's this very beautiful Laotian uh, girl who was uh, married to Daniele Bellelli. I believe she's from Laos. And we had her on Break the Rules, like, way, way, way back in the day. I would love to have her back on. Her name is uh, uh, Savannah M. And she's an MMA fighter. And she's she, she's really awesome. Anyway. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. No, she is very, very beautiful. Uh, anyway. Um, uh, Jord, A99. 
Lev thinks everyone has basic things like parental support and a collection of black cubes. Okay, I'm not going to speak to the black cubes, but with the parental support, my whole point was absolutely not. My whole point was that people don't have this shit. And I'm curious, like, how many families are just very dysfunctional, like parents that don't have any sense of uh, connectedness with each other at all who are just kind of phoning it in. Like, I don't know. I don't know what's common or what's not. I only know what I live, so... It's a weird situation, you know? Like, how many people are just pretending and saying, like, yeah, everything's fine, and meanwhile, it's just, like, all chaotic, and I don't know. That's a difficult thing, because people make these proclamations about, like, how other people should live and how societies were and how societies are now, but I don't know how most families really are right now. Like, what is the best model to make it work? Like, I assume the best model would just be to at least have somebody that can act as a guiding figure, especially for boys. I think it's important to have a man to uh, guide them as far as how to act uh, in life. And anyway, next super chat, Kroin kicks $5. Hulebeck. Uh, how did I say? Look, I'm, I'm no Hulebeck girl. Is that how it goes? Anyway, Kroin kicks $5. Hulebeck wrote very well about the sacred and secular in the modern world. He said, pun intended. What was the pun there? I didn't see it. Wrote very well, I guess. I don't know. I don't know either, but either way, Croy Kicks, I appreciate that. Last one, another one from Jordan, A99. Another one if from you Jordan. Read, uh, yes. Sorry, if you read the one Hulebeck passage about sexual dynamics and how sexuality becomes like a foil of acceptance in like the modern world, like that's like spot on. Anyways, go ahead, go ahead. There's a transformer. Oh, 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 use OPSEC words here. Use OPSEC words. Uh, Hold on. This oh, oh, thank you. I want to know everybody's uh, status of the sacrament, of receiving the sacrament. I have the natural sacrament of uh, immunity. Hold on. Something's wrong with the audio. I'm hearing the audio is like going all robotic. Is everybody else hearing the audio going all robotic? Somebody else speak. I think, I think it's just you. Okay, so what I'm going to do, because I want to do this as a test, I'm not going to end this. What I'm going to do is I'm going to exit this Nox player that I'm using and go back into this feed as a test. Because look, this is the end of the stream. How many people are watching this? I don't know. But this is going 55? to be a... 55? 61. That's even more than 55. Oh. Yeah, that's actually not bad. So hold on. Let me uh, see what I can do here. So... I am going to close this. Well, figure out how to close this. Let's see. Uh, okay, bear with me. I'm going to close the Nox player here for a second. So bear with me. Okay, I'm closing this player. See, this is what happens when I use an emulator, people. I try to do a good job of making sure that everything works with the tech. But look, sometimes things happen. Sometimes things don't work. So I use this Android. Be fucking grateful, by the way, that I figured out how to do this that i figured out how to <laughs> look at geo 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 do you even hear me right now i don't know but anyway be grateful that i figured out how to actually make this work so hopefully bringing this right back the audio is going to be fine everything's going to be fine everything's going to be dandy so here we go going back into the space let's see here we go uh okay come on what is it frozen is that's what's going on did you freeze on me? Anyway, yeah, Twitter isn't responding. Not. Whoa, hold on. We had it back. We're going to bring it right back. Again, this is what I'm working with, people. 
Here we go. Here we go. Almost there. Almost there. We are almost back. Reconnect to space. Um, look at these comments. We're back. Woo! Oh, maybe. I don't know. I mean, probably not. Probably not. We're back. Geo, we're back. Okay, everybody. Oh, thank God. Everybody's okay. Listen, people. This is what happens when you're in the wild west of technology. Cause this is. I don't know anybody else who is streaming like this. So first of all, count your lucky fucking stars that we get to even have a stream like this in the first place, where I'm using an Android emulator, which is probably full of viruses and Chinese spyware. But I do it for Geo, you. You're typing. Yes, you're typing, Geo. Oh, yes. So, anyway, I do this for you people because I love you, and it's tough love, especially for all the online radicals out there. It is tough love because if you want to solve a problem and you're going about it the wrong way and you're just going to cause all a bunch of chaos, then I'm going to call you out on that shit. I'm going to call you out of, for all the bad things that you want to do and for all the stupid things that you want to do because I do love you and it's a tough love. So, anyway. I just no, I'm the good it. parent, though. I will enable you. Okay. <laughs> you're, 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 you're the cool parent. I'm the cool parent. You're Someone, a friend. Cyber Ninja. You're, you're, you're the uh, you're, you're 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 the cool wine ant. The cool. Oh, <laughs> oh my God! Don't give in, Geo. Um, Cyber Ninja Zero says uh, Chad Hig versus Alexander Bart. I know the connection on that stream would be absolutely terrible, but that would be an amazing futurism versus we're, ta we're talking about actually i there was a separate post on alexander bard's uh, uh group messaging uh email list where he was actually asking to speak with him first so he oh. yeah so alexander is interested we can set that up yeah no i'm talking about it right now i was in talks with uh, chad the only issue is time so alexander is yeah. just gonna have to night owl it he's gonna have to go like 12 30 a.m in order for this to happen. So maybe it'll happen. I I hope it'll happen. We just have to work it out. So, yeah. Oh, my God. That's amazing. One step closer to the edge of Anprim versus Chansey <laughs> versus Technofuturism. Uh, so oh, oh, wait. ABC. ABC hold, hold on. Hold on. ABC says that his sneeze were not being read. This is because when I... Hold on. Well, they will be read because... When I go into when I go into the Streamlabs thing, they may not all be showing up. So ABC, my apologies. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go in here and I am going to find your super chat. So just give me a moment to do this while we're doing that. Geo, hey. do, do you want to read some of the people who are watching this? Do some shout outs. Yeah, sure. Shout out again to uh, and, and also all Twitter the people, people. The and also the yeah, Twitter people shout outs as well. Yeah, Twitter people. A lot of people uh, that have been listening from the beginning. Like, I can see uh, Randall Gary, Joe, um, Joseph Innesy. Um, uh, let's see, who else do we have? Uh, invalid Upon Entry, um, Joe, um, uh, Nicholas Delgado Piaz. Pia? Yeah, I think that's how you say it. Uh, Gator. Um, Wait, is that the Gator? Game? Is that the Gator from, uh, you no, know? No, it's not the Game <laughs> Gator, no. Um Hover dogs haven't seen you in a while, bro. You gotta come and be here again. Um, and also to the people in the chat, chat we have ABC, of course, Hopper, Fasal Goose, Philip Daniel, who I'm going to actually work on the series of Mono Prince. Uh, nice. His album, his miniature EP that he did. Uh, Ding Dong, Hopper, Ding Dong, Ding Dong, Chris Tien, Chris Chiston. Uh, I can't pronounce that. Elon Bust! Elon Bust Insider. 
Um, <laughs> Cyber Ninja Zero, that strawberry guy. Cron Kicks. We got. Uh, by, by the way, Gio, Elon. Elon Podcast, my good friend. Wait, by the way, real, real, real quick. Elon Bust would be when Elon Musk transhumanizes uh, the mommy milkers. Uh, there you go. Oh my god. Jord, no name. Uh, homework sucks. Uh, let's see who else got big brain content. M Reaper. Uh, how Drell, who has been posting like a madman in the chat. We got uh, Elagon, and we also have and we have Shitcoin Steve. We got Shitcoin Steve in the house. Shitcoin Steve, Red Sulfur, no name. Webm uh, Webm Aristocrat, Dust Bunny DX. Moral Outrage Prophet, and uh, Razua, Razua, and uh, I think that's pretty much it. Excellent, uh, If Excellent. I missed you, I'm sorry. But also, uh, please, patreon.com slash break the rules. That's right. $5 will get you special access to the streams, um, our Discord special areas. You yeah, also beautiful, get dibs. Beautiful magnets uh, for the uh, $20 patrons. My father creates beautiful wooden magnets made out of high-quality wood. $30 gives you a beautiful print from Giovanni Panacietti. And uh, $50 gives you all of the above, plus the Bob Ross-style painting, Plus the Warhammer 40k figures from Jewel, painted by Jules P. Hamilton. Plus, uh, let's see what else. Uh, Poster print of any stream that you like. Yes, and uh, also all the patrons get access to the MP3s of the episodes after they come out. I'm going to be releasing these ones definitely as well. Like this is turning out to be a very successful venture, utilizing this new technology, which Clubhouse did not have, by the way, because I don't have an iPhone. But this is this is good, especially since a lot of people here are on uh, Twitter. So anyway, here are the super the lost super chats from uh, ABC. Uh, okay, here we go. Um, Geo Grifter here. Christianity is the final solution. Uh, next we have uh, <laughs> another one. Geo TFW no mommy just lane GF Prince when. Oh man. Oh yeah, boy. Gotta, I'm gonna try by the way to get Kristan on. Kristan uh, T Harris uh, BTR uh, regular. He is currently one of the reporters. One of the very few reporters reporting at the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. So he's there every day of the trial, and he's going to be breaking it down for us, hopefully, when he uh, when he does this. I, I still didn't uh, see the date. Maybe Thursday, maybe Friday. We'll figure it out. Gio, where did you go? Gio, where did you go? I am not seeing Gio here. I don't know where Gio oh, no. is. Oh, man. No, I see Gio in the uh, chat thing here. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. So... Anyway, hopefully Geo comes back before I finish this, but I just want to say uh, a big thank you to uh, Geo and everybody here for joining and uh, doing this. This is uh, a labor of love, patreon.com slash break the rules, and also we're on all the mobile, mobile platforms as well. So if you have people who only listen to their iPod, for example, iPod, what is wrong with me? How old am I? If you have people who listen to their iTunes, whatever. I'm not an iPhone user. I don't know how that works, but give them the MP3 version of this uh, stream. And you could find all the links at our uh, link tree if you go to the Twitter, if you go to Break the Rules on Twitter. I never promote Break the Rules on Twitter, so I'm going to do it right now. So here we go. Break the Rules on Twitter. And I have a message from Nina Paley, apparently, 
who says Twitter spaces, blah, 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 blah. Uh, got rid of the ad. Okay, I'm not going to get into that right now. Hopefully, we're going to have Nina Paley on as well. Now, even though Gio is not here, I want to promote his uh, work. So, guys, support Giovanni Penichetti by going to twitter.com slash giant dash Gio. That is Gio's Twitter space. So go there right now. Follow him if you have not been following him yet. Also, youtube.com slash giantartproductions. That is his YouTube. Check out his stuff there. And you can check out my stuff at twitter.com slash levpo, L-E-V-P-O. So follow me on Twitter right now. I'm the one who's hosting this thing, so it's very easy to find my icon. Find me on Twitter. Message me on Twitter if you have any thoughts about Break the Rules, things that you want to see happen, uh, any any other thoughts. And also, YouTube.com, I hardly plug this because I'm not doing that much work kind of right now because I had to uh, I had to do like moving and things like that. But YouTube.com slash LeftPolyakov, I'm going to be starting the art streams pretty soon, hopefully, and uh, look out for those as well. So the art streams are coming in. Hold on, what is going on here? Here we go, youtube.com slash lovepolyakov. So follow me there. Where was I typing the geo things? Because they're not showing up in the chat. Huh. Anyway, I'm going to see what's going on there. I'm going to figure all this out. But guys, thank you so much for watching Break the Rules. I really appreciate it. Uh, any final thoughts, uh, Gnostic Informant? Because you were our guest of honor today. You came in uh, uh, when we were in the bind, and I really appreciate the heaven out of you for doing that. So uh, let me know. Yeah, real quick, just want to say, um, you know, Jordan Peterson actually wrote about this in uh, 12 Rules. Uh, if you want to change the world, you got to change yourself first. You can't change everyone else. You're broken. You got to start from within. Uh, Carl Jung talks about integrating the shadow. And when you see somebody that you disagree with that you can't stand, it might be something within yourself that's causing you to see that. So try to understand the other side as much as you can. And, uh, and yeah, and fix yourself. Be the best version of yourself. And that's how, we, that's how we change the world, one person at a time. Sounds good, brother. I appreciate that. And uh, with that, this is it. This is the end of the stream. Thank you guys so much for watching. Don't forget, Sticks versus Jonathan Peugeot. That is happening on Thursday. And we're going to have a lot more wonderful streams for you to uh, come in. Uh, follow all these great speakers on uh, Twitter as well. And uh, I look forward to... Uh, talking some more and having this conversation and growing with uh, everybody here. So thank you so much. Don't, oh, also YouTube.com, BreakTheRules.tv for all the Twitter people. Once again, this is my final plea, all the Twitter people who are watching this, who are in this particular uh, conversation, what do you call it, the Twitter space. All of you, just type in BreakTheRules.tv, type that in, type it right now, type it right now, and just click the subscribe button on the YouTube. We gotta grow the YouTube. Same thing with the Odyssey. We gotta grow Odyssey. We gotta grow all this stuff. So anyway, this is it. Good night, everybody. God bless and goodbye. Here we go.